back to the Stateside Podcast. My name is James McMillan with your co-host, Alan Ashcraft to the left. Alan, Hello, hi. hello. Ooh. In the room today, we have a very esteemed guest, Carl Winery. Is that yep. right? I see how I had a question mark at the end there. <laughs> I looked at his Instagram account right at the last second. Uh, welcome to the show, Carl. Thanks for having me. Super happy to be here. Yes. This is really weird that I cannot hear you on my headphones, but we're just going to go with it because that's how this goes. That's how this goes. We're just winging it. We're making just winging it fucking it. making it happen. Starting an hour late. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Alan Keeping and I really underestimated the amount of time it was going to take to do some setup. Dude, shit's hard, man. Shit's real hard. Really, really hard. I just took some DayQuil. Yeah. <sighs> Not related, but. Hey, and get that mic pointed straight at your, your face hole. I, I can't because then the fucker, side. it like falls. Or I got to like not look at you guys like this. You can't get it sideways? I mean, oh, I see what you're saying. Just rotate it. Yeah. I can yeah. try that. Hold Don't on. Worry, we can we tell you played drums before. I'm just going to pause it. <laughs> I got to let everybody know that I did Dayquil again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's much better. Um, Carl, so assume the people listening have no idea who you are, what you're about. Do a, a little bio on your, your entire life from the time you're born until now ready to go. Perfect. Yeah, easy. So I was born, you know, January. Yeah. Just keep going. Uh, so currently I'm in two bands. I'm in a band called Ligature Marks, uh, kind of born out of the ashes of uh, Six, which was a huge Portland band back in the day. And then yeah. also uh, one of my previous bands. And then um, I'm in another band called Vinercy. And Vinercy is unique because it's kind of like European black metal and it's fronted by uh, a female Asian singer. So kind of nice. super unique in that way. Definitely eye-catching. Really good hooks on it and everything, too. Uh, and I also do music videos. So I did 30 music videos last year. I'm probably on track to beat it this year, depending when some get released. But, uh, yeah. So Is then, that most of those are in town? Yeah, I just actually had my first travel gig. I uh, flew down to Vegas um, two weeks ago. And nice. uh, that's actually when you hit me up. I was in Vegas uh, filming a music video down there for a slam brutal beatdown band oh that's Whoa. sick yeah that sounds fun as hell yeah Did you guys film like a, a parking garage or something i would imagine no it was uh in the dry lake bed oh there you yeah go. which is awesome and then uh More also chains in involved some... Any man chains? so click that first picture on my okay. instagram oh uh, i nailed it i'm gonna be so proud of myself actually most of these are from the one with the boobs yeah. yeah i see boobs Oh, is she chained up? No, there's no there's no chains in this. Oh. Uh, yeah. Oh, whoa. But there's a that satanic ish ritual where basically one chick is dead and the other witch in her coven is trying to uh you know bring her back. Now that's a trailer for the Jason Rising, so Oh, talk talk about this. I want you were saying something about this earlier. Yeah, so uh Black Friday we released a trailer for a fan film that we're making called Jason Rising. Ooh. Yeah. And so is that Jason, the character? Yeah, Friday the 13th. I'm a huge horror movie buff. Big horror movie. Well, horror. you have to watch the trailer. So we're in the middle of an oh Indiegogo campaign. We just kicked it off. And we have a bunch of other small little videos we plan on releasing. We wanted to start with a teaser. Um, there's a couple of fan films going on right now. Some of them look awesome. Uh, super excited to see it. Basically, the rights for Jason are kind of in limbo. They keep trying to make movies. And there's some weird lawsuit going on. So somebody created a fan film that actually was pretty well received. And it kind of kicked off uh, a lot of people having interest in doing that. So we've been working on uh, one, I want to say, for a year now with a friend. The guy that was going to direct it ended up having to get a lung transplant. So it was supposed to be like a three-week deal. And then he was going to, you know, start working on this on the screenplay more. But he ended up on life support. And it's been three months. So we kind of had a huge delay in it. But 
things are picking back up now, so I think so we're in a, a good spot. A fan film? Yeah. Dude, so, I mean, by the way, people say fan film, and they think that, like, that's just you and your buddies making a movie and no one's going to watch it. It's a whole industry now. Yeah. I mean, it really is a whole separate... Yeah, it means something different now than right. even five years ago. There's, yeah. like, that Mortal Kombat one. And oh, man, yeah. There was a, a Punisher one that I was obsessed with. There's yeah, a there's Batman. A ton, man. A lot of Star Wars ones out there. Yeah. yeah. Some of them, you know, they're not all created equal, but there's the Friday the 13th one that kind of really kicked it off was called Never Hike Alone. And it's it's actually really good. Really? Yeah, and that's the one where I think people were like, oh, wow, we can we can do this ourselves. Like, this is pretty incredible. That. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, I mean, it's the best time to be a creator of, of, for anything. Oh, yeah. yeah absolutely. No excuses. Yeah. There's the camera gear and all the equipment. I want to say. Steven it's... Soderbergh made an entire feature-length movie on an iPhone. Yeah. Did you watch that movie? No. It was but I, so good. I saw previews for it, and I was like, oh, that looks awesome. And I love him. Dope. He's an amazing director. I can't think of the name right now. Yeah. But I want to say it's like Tangerine, but that's wrong. What's that? I want to say it's like called Tangerine, but I know that's wrong. No, uh, that is. Well, I'll look it up. But anyway. Um, so if so, the you said that you're doing Indiegogo for the. Yeah. Okay, and that's still currently active. People can go and be a part of that. What's the easiest way? Because I know sometimes those Indiegogo links get a little convoluted. What would they, be the easiest way? They totally do. If you go to Indiegogo.com, you can uh, search for Jason Rising. Okay. And you'll find it. Um, you can also do that on Google and you'll find, or YouTube or anything, and you'll find the teaser trailer we just put out. It's like a minute and 30 seconds. Uh, you get to see Jason. You get to kind of see some kills. That's going to be good. And we have some really cool ones written. And we have a lady who's done makeup on like Netflix's uh, The OA. Oh, she did wow. Grimm, um, all sorts of stuff. And she's going to help us out. We've got a couple kills yeah. that I've never seen before that are going to be epic. That's so cool. Let's watch the trailer. Um, the movie, by the way, is called Unsane. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So this is the Instagram version. Do you want to watch this or something else? Uh, I'll go to YouTube. Okay. This is a little bit, you know, I had to cut it down to just a minute to make it. Yep. Does this work? Yep. I'm Officer Pete Daltrey, Wessex County Sheriff's Department. I got a call about a fugitive on the run from the county corrections farm. We thought it would be an easy recovery. We thought we were alone out here. We thought we were the hunters. We were wrong. I've heard all the legends, all the tales about Crystal Lake, but I never believed the stories until now. Something horrible in those woods. Something evil. Thanks. That looks super cool. Where was that filmed? Uh, it's filmed at Battleground Lake or part of it, and then another part in Oregon City. Gotcha. That's yeah. Sick. Um, I don't know how the audio for that was going to come across on the. It sounded like a 
rap concert, like outside of the venue of a rap concert. It was just all bass for me. Was it for you? Yeah, it was a lot of bass for me too. <laughs> we will see. It's not that really how it sounds, killer. but that's insane. Yeah, if it didn't it look so do good it again in post. Cool. Thank you. Yeah, that looks fucking dope, man. So yeah, so what else? What else are you working on? What was the last uh, music video you've done for a band? It's a great question. Uh, so I just went down to Vegas and filmed one for a band called Implements of Hell. And uh, they're like slam and beat down. I mean, it's heavy, really, really brutal. And, you know, it's like one of the bands where it's, it'll go from halftime to halftime again and just, you oh, know, sweet. foot stomps the entire time. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's uh, so yeah, it's pretty epic. If you scroll down a little bit more, let's see. <clears throat> I'm working on a song uh, with a couple people from random bands um, who are doing a music video for that. It's almost done. And it's got Kyle from 36 Crazy Fist, Grant from a band called uh, Within Sight, myself, and another guy. We all have red hair. And so we're trying to come up with a good name for that to release it under. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, you know, Ginger Holocaust, uh, there you Red Crush, um, Orange Crush, you know, whatever. So like if you have that. a good redheaded joke, I'd love to hear it because, you know, we could use a band name. Dude, you've done a ton of shit. That's cool. Yeah. So is this your full-time gig? No, I do have a day job. I do IT work for a nonprofit nice. in town. Um, but, you know, name. been busy, busy, busy the last two years making uh, awesome videos. Way cool, man. So yeah. typically do bands come to you and then want a video and you say, oh, I also like play music and they happen to need like a bassist or were you already like Vintercy, for instance, were you already in that band and then did video shit for them or vice versa? Uh Basically, they hit me up to do a video first. They didn't have a bass player. I think they, they had just booted him. Okay. So we did the first video uh, with them called uh, Sky Set Ablaze, and it did over a million views on Instagram. Or, I'm sorry, on Facebook. He's huge. And so the band went from being kind of, I don't want to say relatively unknown, but they were still trying to break into the Portland market at that mm -hmm. point. They're doing really good in Corvallis, which is where they're from. And then uh, that video hit, and it kind of went viral in like Indonesia and a couple of the countries. And you could watch the paid versus organic reach. And I think the organic reach was like 400,000 and the paid was 600,000. And uh, we, you know, promoted that one for a while. And it's nice because we kind of teamed up together because, you know, I want my videos to do good for bands. So, uh, mm -hmm. you know, you learn what works and, and all that and help the bands um, at the same time as helping myself. And we just had a really good uh, rapport and they're super pro uh, professional and easy to work with. So I want to say like nine months later, they started talking to me about another video, and then next thing you know, they're like, hey, kind of looking for a bass player. Do you have time? And at that point, I was kind of done with Proven, which is, right. I'd been in that band for 10 years. Um, we've done all sorts of stuff, and it was just, I felt like, for me, it was running out of steam. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's point. a long time to be in one project, too. Yeah. You know, I tried. I tried really hard to make that do stuff, and yeah, we just, you know, it's a struggle. Uh, Mark, the singer, is a great guy. He and I have been really good friends for a long time, but we had... Um, health issues with people um somebody smashed your hand and it's one of those things where you want to be loyal Jeez. but uh it kind of holds you back over the long run and yeah. you know we went through periods where we were really brutal and cutthroat it's like all right you have a problem you're out yeah and uh but you know at the same time we had a group of people that we really liked but mm -hmm. it just you know we'd break for six months come back break for three months come back and every time we didn't do something for a while it was like harder and harder for me to get back into it yeah absolutely because you just you lose that momentum and then to yep. have to gain it back. It's just, it's a very exhausting cycle. Yeah. Yeah. I've been there. How many bands are you in? So right now I'm in two, uh, ligature marks and then uh vendor C. What do you like doing more the the video production stuff or playing music? 
Yeah, it's a great question. They both have their own um, rewards and their own challenges. I like to have a lot of irons in the fire because I feel like I'm a pretty determined person. I'll get things done, but it's really hard to be an island of one if you really want to make, you know. I know what that is. Yeah. So, uh, but if you're dealing with other people, then a lot of times they have schedule constraints and or priorities are different. So I like to have a lot of irons in the fire. So there's always something hitting. Yeah, true. And you can can kind of access different parts of your brain too. Like, okay, here, I'm going to collaborate for this thing. And then on this other thing, I've, I only have myself to let me down, which is a really comforting feeling sometimes to know that it's important to you, so you're going to get it done. Yeah. Do you have a website? Yes, or I do. YouTube it's a channel or something we can. Yeah, it's on. Uh, so the website is www.hotcarlproductions.com. Yeah, and I I thought I was coming close to being done with music, and I thought I was going to switch over to video, but after yeah. I left Proven and uh started ligature marks with uh some friends and then joined vinercy i kind of got that fire back you know i kind of i definitely lost it towards the end of proven yeah yeah well that's a lot of stuff man those dead animal assembly plant videos are so fucking fun oh i've talked to these guys yeah, yeah. that rise with me the one on the bottom yeah. is the that was kind of like a landmark video i think for for me and for them dude i've seen it like four times yeah, they they went, you know, they did pretty good before, but after that video came out, I, it's one of those times where you have the right song, the right video, and it came out at the right time, uh, and it did wonders for them. Like they're they didn't quite sell at the Paris Theater recently, but it was close, and it was it was all them, and I mean it's it's insane. And yeah, that's what I wanted to talk to you about. Was I was telling James because he was like, you know, give me a quick bio on on Carl because he wasn't familiar with you before this, and I just told him. Uh, I kind of gave him the scoop on like how long I've known you and, you know, kind of how, how I came to know you. And, and I very quickly jumped to the video stuff, which is where I'm the most intrigued because I told him, you know, I've, I've been doing creative stuff for a long time and I feel like I've gotten a good grasp on what the um, learning curve for people can be. And I told him, I just felt like I heard you were doing music video shit or like I saw your first video and within like three months, it just looked super pro like you had been doing it you know exponentially longer than you actually had it was just the weirdest kind of surge to where Mm. everything that you were you were sharing it just looked killer and then you'd be like you know okay well maybe he had like a an experienced guy kind of helping him but then the next one's sick and the next one's it was just all it was really really impressive is there something that like did you have some sort of video experience prior that you kind of abandoned and came back to or is this just all like fresh and cold and you've just kind of figured it out since you started? I had done, when Proven did tours, I would bring a little video camera with me and yeah. just like record and edit as we went. So halfway through a two week tour, you know, we'd start getting videos out there and I'd like release three or four or five or 10 before we're done. Um, but there's a lot different than doing music videos and it was a camera you turn on and you film and that was it. There's no settings on it. Um, I'd partnered up with a guy uh, I'd done some short film work where I like held the boom mic and worked on that stuff with friends for like 72 hour film festivals. So I was always interested in it. But then um, I kind of partnered with uh, two guys on trying to do a company that would do music videos, t-shirts. And it turned out, uh, unfortunately, both the guys were bad business partners. Yeah. Uh, really bad. So that's common. Yeah. A uh, huge mistake. And the nice thing is uh, one, the guy who did uh, the videos, he kind of pointing me in the right direction. And I want to say, you know, uh, when I was working with them, I was a client first. 
and you end up where you're like, ah, this is close to being good, but it's not good. Right. And so when I bought, I bought a camera from him because he needed money because he's a scumbag. And, uh, you know, I knew enough at that point to get a good quality picture. And it just kind of went crazy from there and just started working on them all the time for myself, for my friends' bands. And, you know, if you put uh, a lot of time into it, you kind of, you learn fast, I think. Uh, yeah. Versus, you know, if you just kind of dabble here and there. So I kind of went uh, off the deep end really quick. Well, if you're interested in something, it's so much easier. One of the first uh, uh, podcasts that I did uh, with Stateside, it was, it was called Paying Attention in Class with Alan Ashcraft. Because my, my big theme for that thing was uh, if I don't care about something, I'm terrible at it. But if I'm interested, I'm, I'm a crack addict. Like I just, when, when design <clears throat> became a thing, I was like, I was just in Photoshop constantly. I was, if I learned something new, I'd be super excited and I would need to, uh, implement that, that skill or that application of whatever filter or tool was there. And I would not even, not even my execution, but then I would start to be really hungry to see different artists or like, you know, I would scour the internet for some dude's visual style that just like blew me away. And yeah, when you're, when you're into it, it just, that's when like learning is the shit. Yeah. Time flies. I mean, it really does. It's, yeah. You know, I've been often, I'll start videos at like, I don't know, my daily routine for a while is at work, you know, eight to five, come home, hang out with the wife, have dinner and stuff, hit the gym from like nine to 10, come from 10 o'clock in the morning, figure out to edit video till midnight. And then next, you know, it's like four in the morning. I'm like, oh God, mm-hmm. <laughs> I need to go to bed before uh, tomorrow's going to be too bad. Yeah. I'm the same way, Alan. I have to care about something a lot to get into it. Yeah. It's important. That's why I'm terrible at math because it's never been interesting. It's the worst. Who cares about math? Yeah. For two seconds, I was into, uh, I think, seventh grade. Uh, my teacher was talking about Pythagorean's theorem. I was like, dude, that sounds metal. I'm interested. And then <laughs> That sounds like a metal band. And then she just, uh, she like was like, yeah, metal. it's A squared times B squared equals C squared. Or I don't even remember. Equals and I was like, squared. Yeah, I was like, cool. Never going to need this. I'm never going to be like figuring out which... Uh, which cereal is, you know, I'm in the cereal yeah. aisle and I'm like, do I want Lucky Charms? Okay, well, A squared plus B squared. Like, it's just not, no. it's not feasible to care. Also, I love that throughout school I was told uh, I needed to figure out how to do math without a calculator because I wouldn't have one in the future. Well, not only do I have one, it makes phone calls and streams porn. <laughs> like, and, <laughs> yeah, I, and I use it all the time. Yeah, and one, in one fucking thing. Yeah, and that lady, one object that lady was not only wrong, but she was educating me. So I shouldn't have trusted her from yeah. the very beginning. And I knew that as a kid. And yeah, I knew it the whole time too. My mom made me go anyway because school is just it's just constant babysitting. It's more for the parents than the than the kids. Carl, I want to watch a music video. Which one should I watch? Oh, uh, that's a great question. So if we want to go for something newer, you could do the Ligature Marks Fire in the Flood. That's kind of cool. It's very Pacific Northwest. We got Let's underwater shots. Um, Let's fucking do it. Bro. It's muted. Oh, that's helpful. It's got some Portland All Stars in it too. We don't watch all. Oh, does it? Yeah. You filmed this whole thing? Is it just you filming? Um, I'm in the band, so when I oh. was up, I had other people film too. Are you playing bass? Uh, guitar. I play bass in Mendersi. I play guitar in this band. It looks incredible, dude. Thank you. Look at 
kind of camera do you use? Uh, I was using a Nikon D7500, a D810, and a D850. If you skip towards the end, there's a cool breakdown, and also maybe a little bit further, you get some slow-mo shots with fire and stuff, too. Yeah, I, I have one. Do you? Yeah, that's my, my main kit right now. Got the DW sitting in the corner. Dude, yeah, those are nice. I I was looking at, because I'm, I'm trying to get a new kit soon, and I've been playing drums like 15 years, and I feel like I know how much drum sets cost. And I looked the other day, for the first time in like five years, and I was blown away. There were a couple D drums, or I'm sorry, not D drums, uh, DW on Amazon. They were like $5,000. Really? Yeah, and I thought like some of the most expensive DWs you could get were like twenty five hundred or yeah. Same with Pearl. There were a couple fucking insane Pearl kits, and I don't know. I don't know how much of that of is markup. And you know, drums are so expensive. I feel bad for drummers. Yeah, it's brutal. Yeah, it's not fair. So fucking brutal. Three hundred fifty dollars for like one symbol. Yeah, yeah. The symbols are what kills me the most. It's so insane. That was always the hardest endorsement to get to. I could get sticks and heads and all that. Getting symbols, people are like, no. Yeah. It's brutal. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's why, like, it's always the, the, it's the irony of getting bigger as a musician. The bigger you get, the less you have to pay for shit. Yeah, Lars Ulrich does not need free <laughs> shit, and yet he's drowning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that, when was the last time you bought a symbol, a pair of sticks, yeah. drum heads, drums in general? Sure, these people, you know, even jerk off for him yeah. at this point. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, for sure. Dude, he's, he gets a lot of hate. I mean, he's he gets too much. <laughs> Obviously not that good of a drummer. We all know that. Yeah, he only gets but, hate because he's terrible at his instrument and he's kind of a prick. <laughs> Other than that, though, <laughs> I think it's unfounded. And, no. and I just got to say, uh, <laughs> does, I'm surprised they haven't pulled Lulu from uh, their catalog yet. Like What song? Lulu, that album with uh, Lou Reed. Oh, that's right. I've actually heard of that. So Never listened bad. to it. So unbelievably bad. No. Oh no! Where would I find it? Oh God! YouTube don't or something? don't do it! Don't do it! No, <laughs> Lulu. no! It's it's oh, horrible. No. Oh, is it maybe one of these? Yeah. Lou Reed and Metallica. Oh, if it sounds like a weird combo, it's worse. Yeah, yeah. That was a burp for you guys. The thing is, like, there's nothing redeeming on either side of it. 
Is that like an old man? Ooh, yeah, that's Lou Reed. That looks that's like Lou the dad Reed. from the monster. And look at that. Robert Trujillo does the metal horns with his thumb out, and I hate it. Oh, yeah, because that means I love you. Yeah, and, and he just looks like a... Course. I mean, and I like you him, know what that is? just when he does that. I can tell you what that is. <coughs> that is a California thing. And oh. this is a California thing. How I'm yeah. flipping people off. Like, in Oregon, you guys do that. Yeah. You go hard fist with the flip off in Oregon. In yeah. California... Because I'm from Orange County as a kid. That's like how everyone hopes each other. Yeah. That's a California thing. I like to go even, like, try to go even crazier than California. Like, how? Because you're almost doing that. Right. So that's like a shocker. Bro, you're like, yeah. That's sick. Back to Metallica. No. I gather up the magnets. What? <laughs> before me. Yeah, it doesn't get better than this. Oh, no. They should have called I've this. I've never heard this. They should have called this. Are there two songs playing right now? No. Lou Reed and Metallica? How come I've never heard about this? Because it's trash. It's really bad. Metallica probably wanted to make sure nobody heard about this. No, they, they are all pumped if you ask them about it. <laughs> they think that we just don't get it. Right. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's how most people... That's how they talk about Lou Reed. Like, I don't get Lou Reed. I, I think know. a few of his songs are cool. This is absolute garbage. Oh, oh, James is singing now. Oh, sounds like Metallica. I am the tablet. Rah. Rah. The rah at the end of everything. Mm-hmm. Well, that's absolute garbage. Yep. Dude, what if Metallica asked you to film some shit for him, but it was for this? It's like, cool, but also, bummer. <laughs> You know, I gotta say, say yes to that, I would do it, and I would sneak some shit in there they would not catch. Yeah, yeah. like Fight Club. Oh, like dude, get yeah. like a, a, yes. a quick gay scene flash. Practice right. uh, ah. sticking dildos on things, like attaching it to walls and stuff like that, and yeah. you can like, tint it so it looks pretty similar. You know, yeah, yeah. mess with them. Hold oh on. wait, Fight Club is work. Tyler was a night person. While the rest of us were sleeping, he worked. He had one part-time job as a projectionist. See, a movie doesn't come all on one big reel; it comes on a few. So someone has to be there to switch the projectors at the exact moment that one reel ends and the next one begins. If you look for it, you can see these little dots come into the upper right-hand corner of the screen. In the industry, we call them cigarette burns. That's the cue for a changeover. He flips the projectors, movie keeps right on going, and nobody in the audience has any idea. Why would anyone want this shit job? Because it affords them other interesting opportunities. Like splicing single frames of pornography into family films. So when the snooty cat and the courageous dog with the celebrity voices meet for the first time in Reel 3, that's when you'll catch a flash of Tyler's contribution to the film. <laughs> Just enough to make so people good. be like, am I crazy? Did I see that? Nice big cock. All right. So good. Would you guys agree that is like top shelf Brad Pitt? That was him oh, yeah. at his best. Absolutely. Yeah, I saw it doesn't some, get much better. I saw something the other day where they were saying Brad Pitt does his best when he's like a weird kind of freak sideshow character and he's not necessarily like the main character. And if I go back and you kind of think mm. about all the roles where he's just killed it. That's true. I'm like, oh, yeah. Because he can just kind of let go. Yeah, he doesn't have, have to carry the movie himself. He can just have a blast and do weird shit. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, what would this be? It'd be Snatch. Snatch mm-hmm. for sure. Super good. That yeah. was the first one I was thinking of. Fight Club. Fight Club and Glorious Bastards. So yeah. good. That's such a good point. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, because all the ones where he's like the guy, like Troy, Ugh. horrible, fucking garbage. Yeah, because he has to, you know, do the whole movie star leading man thing, and that's not where he's best, in my opinion. What's the other uh, Coen Brothers one? Uh, Burn after reading. Yeah, so good. super funny in that. Oh yeah, he's kind of like a wacko. Yeah, you know what I think is. it is. I I get so the good. vibe that in real life he's not like a very funny dude. So in a weird way, him trying to be a more like comedic role is awkward for him and then maybe the awkwardness is what we as an audience find right. funny right. like it's not like if brad pitt did stand-up comedy it would be fucking metallica lou reed you know <laughs> it would be fucking horrible but then if you well, know you give him a plan somewhat them. of a comedic role like in burn after reading he's got kind of a he's like a he's a fucking weirdo he's kind of funny mm-hmm. totally yeah, he's great all right carl yeah what is your favorite snack at the movies Bunch of crunch. Say that one more time. Bunch of crunch. Is that like, like fiddle faddle? What the like fuck Nestle bunch of crunch. It's like they're crunch oh. bars, but just in like little pieces. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. know you're talking about. So yeah. It comes in like a bag? No, it's uh, in a little box. Oh. It's, it's in most of the time in the normal concession, like with all the chocolate and candy and everything. That's, just, that's a very original answer. Dude, mm. real quick, just on the whole like Nestle crunch thing. I was watching a old Martin Lawrence uh, stand up. Can't remember which one. But he, he was telling, he was like, ladies, you gotta, when you first get with a guy, like, check his dick for bumps. Like, you don't, you don't need that shit looking like a goddamn crunch bar. And I, <laughs> I probably laugh for fucking 45 minutes. That's the funniest shit I've ever heard in my life. Dude, he used to be super funny. Oh my God. Absolutely. I know. He's, he's doing like a comedy tour now with some, really some like decent dudes. I can't, I want to say oh. JB Smoove is on it. Who's, uh, mm. you know, he's in Curb, Curb and yeah. shit. Yeah. He's uh, so funny. But real quick, back to dogs. What what kind of dogs do you have? I have an uh, Italian Greyhound, and then I have an Italian Greyhound Chihuahua. What the so, fuck? So, I'm trying to even... Can I look that up? Is that what I should be doing? If you scroll down on the feed, yeah. Um, so basically, the Italian Greyhound Chihuahua looks like a Chihuahua. She's short. Uh, she's got long legs for Chihuahua, but... Uh, Is she, like, thin? Yeah, pretty thin. Um, Dude, that's crazy. Yeah, they're both really fast. The So there's one. Oh, yeah, so that's saw... Pepper there. That's the Italian Greyhound Chihuahua. Dude, the one screaming? Yeah. God. She was yawning. On that shit. <laughs> Dang. So that's a... See, what is that again? Italian Greyhound Chihuahua. She's got what a rad coat. fuck? Yeah. So... <laughs> so know, does she have, like, Chihuahua. long legs, then? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the Italian greyhound, the full blooded one, looks like a mini greyhound. Um, yeah, they're pretty muscular, uh, super fast. So Pepper, that one there, she'll run six miles with my wife and come home and be excited. Dude. Where the greyhound will run for four and be tired. I'm like, nope, I'm gonna sleep for three days because they sprint really fast, but they're not very good at the long game. Is there a picture right. of your other dog in here? Yeah. Uh see what that looks like. Where the hell is that? Italian greyhound. Yeah. So it's a greyhound just smaller? Yeah. <laughs> Now, do I burp into the microphone on air? Yep. Am I going to stop doing it? Nope. How is there not dog pictures everywhere? Here, I'm just going to... Aw. Oh, yeah, that is quite a bit smaller. Yeah. She's got a coat on here, too. She... Oh, nice. You got them side by side? Well, that yeah. looks just like my father-in-law's dog. Maybe that's what the fuck he has. The Chihuahua is actually a little bigger than I anticipated. Yeah, uh, you know when Coco stands up, Coco's a Italian Greyhound. She can actually like stand entirely over the Chihuahua. They, they look like little like baby deers. Yeah, yeah, they really do. Yeah, that's crazy. I would love to be able to run. Dog. See, I have a fucking pit bull, and she. I tried to run. I try to run like five miles every other day, and 
she when I brought her along, she made it one mile and she was like she just wouldn't even she wouldn't move. Really? Oh yeah, it's a great oh, it's so cute. Great and that looks just dog. like my father in law's dog. Yeah, I gotta that's insane. tell my wife about that. Because yeah. we always wonder what it was. Oh my god. So cute. Yep. Is your uh, your pit bull is gray, right? Uh black and white. Oh wow. I call oh. her Buff Snoopy. Is she nice? Um Yes, she loves she loves females. That um kind of scared me. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm trying to think like, you know, like if you came over to my house, I would say what I say to everybody, which is, hey, we're, you're going to come in. She's going to be all about you because you're some new shit coming into like our home. Just literally ignore her. She will not come up and bite you. She's not she's not fucking insane. Just ignore all about her. You like she's going to be staring at you. Yeah, just trying to figure out what Size the fuck is up. up. Who's yeah, this person? I'm going to jump on him. What's up? Yeah, she's like, uh, Dad, you need me to bite this dude until he's dead? Or is Jesus. he is he a good guy? You know, whatever. So I just tell everybody, ignore her for 20 minutes. Let her get used to you. And then she'll come over. You give her a little pet. And then you'll be annoyed with her because she won't leave you alone. She, I always, I tell my mom what, all the time. Has she ever bitten anyone? Uh, one time she bit one dude, a, a dude who I think eventually we'll have on the podcast too. He'd be a perfect guest. Um, but he came in. Uh, came into my apartment a little hot and tried to tried to kiss her on the lips uh, like 10 minutes after he got into the apartment. Yeah. And she gave him kind of like a, I don't fucking know you. And, uh, but then what's funny, she immediately felt bad. She, uh, I, I sent her to her bed and she looked at me kind of like, let me go over and apologize. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, and honestly, like if she wanted to bite his whole head off, she could have, she just gave him kind of a little nip, just a little warning shot. Yeah. But uh, other than that, no. I mean, she's she does something called courtesy growls. If she's kind of not into what you're doing, if you're hugging her a little too tight, she'll give you a little growl. You let it go, and you you let her walk away or whatever. Sometimes she won't even leave if you like quit hugging her. She'll Jeez. stay there. She still wants the contact, but just lighten up. Don't be so stalkerish. Dogs are uh, pretty good at setting boundaries. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you know what's fascinating are the humans that are borderline retarded about reading those boundaries. There are so many, I, I've come across so many people that dog park that are like, they just walk right up to scary and just start, they have like, they turn both their hands into claws and they just start walking towards her. I'm like, you're going to get eviscerated. Like she's, mm-hmm. that's a very threatening, very aggressive movement. Right. Give her the back of the hand, get down, you know, crouch down and go sideways with her. Like it's not, don't do direct aggressive eye contact. Like it's no brainer shit, but mm-hmm. people are like, wait, so you don't want me to take this baseball bat and sprint at her? It's like, <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it. Yeah. Don't even do that to me. Definitely don't do it to the dog. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. It's not, it's not hard. Would your dog like fuck someone up if they came in the house at night? Like a, uh, a burglar? 100%. Yeah. Really? At least, at least I believe so. I saw a thing That's on so a, dope. A, a kind of a common, um, like talking point with my friends and I, we always talk about like, would she fuck somebody up as much as we think she would? Because I did see a thing on 60 minutes where they, uh, or it was inside edition or some shit where they, they did what I've always dreamt of doing. If I had like just this disposable income, I would pay a friend like three to $500. I would give him, him or her a, uh, like a bomb suit, like the suit you wear when you're like disarming a bomb or some shit. And I would say, just break into my house. Like, I'm just here right now. Happens. Just break in, start screaming, right. come at me with like a wooden knife or some shit and just see what she does. Cause I mean, I could see her fucking going for it or I could see her being like, yo, fuck this and leaving. Running and hide. Which in that inside edition thing, there were three, they did it three times. One owner had 
two chihuahuas. One had like a golden retriever and one had a pit bull. And the pit bull in that one, the, the dude breaks down the door. Like the door is off the hinges on the ground. And the pit bull sees the open door as this dude is attacking its owner and goes, oh, word. And just sprints out the door. It's just like, I'm out. Master, you take care of that. Like, hopefully he doesn't stab you too deep. And then gone. Chihuahuas were vicious as shit. They crawled up the dude. They were biting his neck and shit. Hmm. So it's, kind of the, had, it's kind of the move. We had yeah. somebody break into my house like three years ago. And oh, they man. stole so much shit, like 10 grand worth of stuff. Oh. Probably like two minutes. They left the dog alone, though. Like, at least, you know, she seemed fine. Yeah. Oh, and it was just when we had the right. one. Um, and, you know, she's an ankle biter. There's, she's right. Not gonna, she can't hurt somebody. I mean, if you stick your hand in there, she'd probably sure. know, actually hurt your hand. But uh, some random person breaking in, stealing everything. Like, I'm just happy she's alive. Did you guys get anything back, insurance or uh, anything? No. So we weren't married at that time, and my name was not on the insurance. So I lost so much money. Oh, I just got man. a brand new camera. And they stole all my lenses, both cameras, and Fucking they're all in a backpack. So they grab one backpack and yeah. they run, and that's it. And they're probably in the house for like probably five minutes, and they just they got so much shit. I mean, it's disgusting. And did it did it smell like the person was like familiar with you and where shit was, or did it no, feel random? I think it was random. I think what happened was I had ordered a new, a new memory card for that camera, and it was in the mail slot. And there's no cars in the driveway. So somebody's probably just cruising past. Yeah. We live on the corner of the street. They're like, oh, okay. They see that. They tried jimming into the shed. And like, there's dumb shit in the shed. Like, there's bikes there. But yeah. like, yeah, whatever. Um, They went around the back and like, you know, who knows how they got in. Uh, could be a couple of ways. We could Somebody could have left the back door unlocked. Uh, unlocked. Um, They could have found the spare key. We weren't sure if, you know, it was actually out there or not. Uh, Yeah. So it's like, oh, shit. So now we have, like, motion sensors and cameras and, like, all sorts of stuff. But, wow, man, that's brutal. Yeah, it's a shame that you have to be that protective of your spot. But, I mean, you do. I was just telling James I had some shit stolen off my porch. I watched it in real time. I was at the office, and I get an alert that's like, yeah, there's somebody in front of your door. And I I, uh, open the app just in time to see some homeless-looking dude just legit just grocery shopping on my front step just grabbing like packages and looking in my mail slot and shit it's a bummer i'd love to be able to let my dog go right at that at that point yeah i think i I should be legal to have like some sort of like netting or something that can come down or like a safe room on the porch yeah you know trap them and you know i'm sorry the oxygen you know didn't refill right i didn't know It'd be sick if there was a net and then a speaker right after that playing Metallica Lou Reed just right into their fucking face. This is what you get, man. Don't take my shit. They'd reform. Listen to Lars right now. Think about how much fucking grid (laughs) editing is on these tracks. Like CIA interrogation (laughs) tactics. Yeah. And do you think Lou Reed was still 100% sound of mind or? It doesn't seem like it. He died, right? Yeah, he's gone now. And in this case, I still don't feel bad about talking ill of the dead just because it's so bad. I like no, that song, the, the Perfect Day. It was one from Transpotting. He had, you know, he had a couple over his career, but yeah, I, I just never... Velvet Underground was cool. Yeah, never, never got no. most of his stuff, and, no. and that album was just, oh. You just named 200% more Lou Reed songs than I could. Yeah. So I'm that's sick. Missing him a lot. Of course, there's probably people listening to this who's like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah. Wow, love him, was amazing. Like, great, yeah, that is, but Lulu with Metallica... Not great. Yeah. What a fucking name, too. Yeah, also, yeah. I was just going to say that. What a terrible choice for a name. Yeah, he sounds like somebody's, like, um, demented-out grandpa running around. Yeah. You know, yeah. off the meds and everything. Here's what I'll say about Metallica. They could, I mean, they've got some fucking bad albums. I, I think they could literally only release garbage for the next hundred fucking years. And I, 
they're still in the green with me. Like with what that with what they have produced, absolutely. I I kind of feel like they're the only band that can do no wrong. Yeah, I mean, look, I I'm right there with you. There's whole like albums after albums that I don't like and don't listen to, but the fact that they're still just like going. I mean, yeah, yeah. They it's and they massive. change so much shit too. There's so many bands that were influenced by them. Constant, yeah. They're constantly changing. They have took over the world. You can go man. listen to Master of Puppets and then Black Album. They're both the shit and both so different. Black Album is a fucking masterpiece. Yeah, it really is. People don't want to admit that, but it is like an actual like good example of really well-written crafted songs and also when you're around for four million years you're gonna you're gonna have some fuck-ups like you cannot you can't release that much material and have it all be badass yeah i think it's interesting because after the black album it's like where do you go uh so metallica got me the metal Right, it was until it sleeps off the load, and And then I heard Injustice for All, and I was like, "Oh my god, it's so much better!" Yeah, you know, and then went to Slayer and Pantera after that. But um, you know, I went back uh, actually over the weekend and was listening to like Load and Reload and some of their other stuff and some of the other new stuff, and I was like, you know, Load still has some good songs, Reload still has some good songs. Not the same band that put out Puppets, but you know, it's all right. They changed; they're different people. Literally Um, not the same. Yeah, yeah, different. Yeah. They're so, different people. But I can't oh, fault yeah. that. Lulu, different story. But, you know, uh, speaking of bands that I would, I, I, Machine Head is one of my favorite bands ever. Had the pleasure of opening for him and talked to Rob. Seems like a really nice dude. But uh, their last album is so bad that it kind of burned me on them. Damn. I mean, what was the name of that album? Oh. Because <clears throat> I didn't even hear about that. Man, it's, uh, they have a song called Triple Beam. And um, I bought some stuff from their online merch store. And they were trying to sell that shirt. And I'm like, the back of it talks has like methamphetamine, coke, and other stuff on there. And I'm like, <laughs> whose idea was this for a shirt? It's so bad. And the song is like such I'm like, Rob, you're trying too hard. What right. the fuck are you doing? Don't glorify your old drug dealing days. Like that's what it's about. Weird. It's so it's so it's such a weird step backwards. Like, I don't get it. I feel like every time they start doing good, they have to he wrecks it. Yeah. He just wants to go back to that. And it's not even that it's new metal, it's just really shitty lyrics. Like it's like he just phoned it in. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, I, I I think he tried hard, but I just think he it's what he wants to do, not what um not what he thinks people want. And right. so I think when he's writing those records that, you know, oh fuck, like people hate us, we gotta get back to it, they do good. And then once they hit that stride, they get two good albums and then they start receding backwards. And I mean yeah. they've done it twice now, so I think it's a pattern at this point. Right. Damn. Yeah. Are you would you say you're a metal guy? That's like your genre? Yeah, totally. Yeah. I have heard that um those guys are just nice as shit. I actually I bumped into uh Dave McLean at like um I wanna say it was like a Whole Foods in San Francisco. This was like five years ago. And uh I recognized him and I was like uh I was like, Oh dude, you're Dave McLean and he was like, Yeah, we're uh we're playing whatever that festival was. I can't remember it, it was a thing for like three years. Um it wasn't it was like the the answer to uh the not fest thing sort of it wasn't not fest but it slipknot was on it one year it was um oh my god it was a monster energy thing not that that helps mayhem. uh the mayhem festival it might have been mayhem yeah, yeah. rockstar mayhem yeah i think so and uh he was like yeah we're playing that and uh i was like oh that's awesome and he ended up getting us uh on the list for the show he he had lunch with us which that was the weirdest thing cuz when you when you see somebody you're like Oh, dude, you're from that band and bubble, and you don't want to be too much of a psycho, mm-hmm. even though you're kind of like, if it were up to me, I would sit and eat with you, you know. 
But instead, he kind of like went reverse psycho on me. He's like, can I sit and eat with you? And we were like, what the fuck? Yeah, cool. Uh, yeah, super nice guy. And I've heard that about all those yeah. dudes. He just quit. Did he really? Yep. I was going to I knew he wasn't in the band, but I thought it was like no, an no, older they thing. They just... He, I think this last weekend was their last show with the the lead guitar player and um, McLean quit. Damn. Yeah, and I think you know, again, like I think Rob, the you know, he he's done so much good stuff, but I think when he just let his ego kind of go wild, I guess. Um, you know, you've seen this at the local level, but they happen to be a national band. You have that one person that thinks they really run everything and are everything. Oh, and you hear about it all the time. They're Some... blocking other people from talking. Yeah, yeah. And if you have idiots, that's one thing, but those guys aren't idiots. Yeah, or you hear that, like, the, the vocalist has his own tour bus and mm-hmm. then the band shares another one. It's weird that that still exists. Yeah. yeah. Right? I yeah. mean, that it's a, it's crazy to me that that's still a thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, that just seems so old-fashioned, and I don't know. And it's also weird to me that people put up with it. Oh, yeah, true. You know, I think a lot of players. people are kind of like, you know, listen, I'm not number one in this group, but which number, is fine. Number three in this group is better than not being in this group. So yeah. you get and the thing is, for, for every sociopath yeah. that's out there, there's also incredibly uh, passive individuals that are down to settle yes. for just being I know. on the ship. They don't care if they're if they're steering it. And everyone has the dream. You know, you know, yeah. we know what it's like. Yeah. We all tried it ourselves. Yeah. And you're just willing <laughs> to do anything to make it. Yep. And yeah, you're getting this good bait. Now you're on a tour bus, you're playing these fucking big shows, and you're not yeah. going to give that up just because the lead singer is yeah. an asshole. And they're not happy, but it's not it. bad enough to quit, apparently. And then right. one day they're like, what the fuck am I doing? I hate everything. But that's the thing is yeah. it always will end up that way. And the thing that a lot of those people don't understand is like, you're a good player. If there's four people in the band, one guy's a psychopath asshole, then the other three should go quit the band and start a different band. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you, and you see it all the time. Yeah. Like you don't need to put up with that shit anymore. I'm I'm trying to think of examples where people did that and it was successful. I can think of examples where they did it and it wasn't so successful. Yeah, I can think of a lot of those. Like like with uh as LA Dying. Can't even tell you what the 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 band that they formed Woven War. Yeah, Woven War. I owned both those records. Not, not not good. Yeah, not a lot of people cared. Not bad. Um right. I can't even speak to the quality because I don't know if I listen to more than one song, but I, no. can't, I can't even name an As I Lay Dying song. Oh, yes, I wouldn't yeah. even know if I heard it. I'm a huge As I Lay Dying fan. But Amir, everyone quit on him. Yeah, yeah. That's, you know, yeah. The same thing. Because he was an asshole? Yeah, he's an asshole. And he, he finally admitted it where he's like, yeah, I, I just pushed everybody the wrong way. Yeah. Did you guys ever see that video of him on stage being electrocuted by his microphone? Yep. Oh, my God. Oh, I have seen that. That's really so intense. So good. Let's watch it. Let's do it. Pull it up. <laughs> yeah. He like it's really it really it drops him. Yeah, you, know, you guys have been in bands. It's there's I would say most bands have if you're lucky you have one person that is super talented. Unfortunately, they're also well, their own worst name? enemy. Frankie Palmieri. Yeah. I said his name like I have a crush on him. I don't know. E R. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Oh, hey. This one. <laughs> yeah. I think so. uh, is he? Oh, it, it was in a mirror. Oh, oh. <laughs> that's fucking better uh-huh. than I remember. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God, that is a good shot. Oh, oh. to the heart. Oh. Watch, he's like just chilling. Just stiff, he goes. <laughs> good God. Oh, my God. The band just like stops. The drummer is still doing. Probably didn't know. I mean, 
hard to spot that stuff on yeah. stage. Because uh, you don't know. So I play with them, and the thing that surprised me about them is, despite how simple the riffs were, they paid attention to how they sounded. Like, I've only ever seen one other band that was that picky about their sound. It's kind of it was kind of interesting. It actually made me respect them a lot more. Um, yeah. Because yeah. a lot of bands are like, oh, right, that's good. Or like they give them the spec sheet and that's it. And they were really, really, and they're nice and polite with the sound guys, but like just really trying to make sure it was dialed. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I didn't expect that from I these guys that whatsoever. Yeah, that's huge. Because you can have whatever sound and people will like it or not like it. But if you can implement it in a professional way, that people said that a lot about Azalea dying back in the day. Like they just, it, everything's the same. And, and my huge argument, like in, uh, you know, against that was just that, yeah, but they they do what they do better than all the other shit that they sound like or that tries to sound like mm-hmm. them and and their shit is consistent and I just I was hard pressed to find a, a band that was the same style but that was better. So Finn just released his YouTube video where he's talking about uh, Sasson and he's yeah, yep. like, you know, it, it doesn't matter if you're first, it's matter if you're the first person to get it right. Right. And I think yeah. uh, Azalea Dine was one of those bands that they just did it better than anybody else. Yeah, they took it and just put it in a stranglehold, and they just something. I just missed that boat. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it was easy to do. I kind of I was late Back getting on them out. as well. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of those bands at that era that I never really got into, though. I mean, yeah, okay. I mean, it sounds like they're a rad band. They've influenced a bunch of people, but and <clears> tried to murder the wife. But hey, whatever. What's what that? <laughs> Asley Dine. Oh yeah, with you Tim. Tim. Yeah, thing? Tim. He went to jail because he tried to get. He tried to pay somebody to murder his wife. Yeah. Oh, it's that guy. And yep. it was a sting, and it was some dude He's named the, like, what singer? Yeah. Red Scorpion. He's the asshole guy. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. He sounds like a real asshole. Mm-hmm. Yep. Jeez, Louise. He. Uh, yeah. He did. Oh, I remember what that. What did he do? Two or three years or some shit. I don't. Yeah. Know. He actually went to prison. For oh yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my. And he, and he was on steroids was on, beforehand. He was on steroids was quite a bit. And then when he was in prison, he was obviously unable to get the steroids, at least in the beginning. I don't know if later he was able to. Oh, but, was uh, all jacked up? Well, he, yeah, he was. And then he <laughs> ended listen. up getting gynomastica, which is like you just you <laughs> grow titties. boobs. Yeah. Kinda, yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. That's God going, nope. Yeah. yeah. That's not how this works. But dude, he's a fucking, he's a brick shithouse when he puts it all together, oh. I, which is what I think he's back to doing. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was going to say that the name, As I Lay Dying, it, it's like part of these bands of that era that all have those kind of names. Yep. Oh, dude, don't even get me started. It's like tomorrow was forever. Yeah. We are the, we are the nothing. Dude, There's three of them are, yeah, three of like, them are my favorites. It's, uh, every as, time I die is one of those as, names. Yeah. As I lay dying, every time I die and then it dies today. Those are terrible names. Yeah, they're not the best names. No, they're all of that same kind of. (laughs) There's every what five years. There's like different naming conventions that everybody's ripping off of. For a while, there was adding S to the end of something or ER to the end of something. So it's like not just purify, but like purifier. Yeah, Yeah. Um, right. You know, and then like Paris. So it's like replacing letters with V's. uh, That's or or cutting out vowels. Yeah, yeah. So now the the rappers that are like, how is six I S N I N E right? Or XXX Tentacion. Yeah. But everybody's like Triple uh, X Temptation. Like nobody knew what the fuck it was. Yeah. And I'm glad that we're past the days of. Uh, they had, for a while there, everybody's band name had like From Ashes or Ashes oh. in it. So, yes. like, yes. like so I'm sorry. I'm, I'm so confused. And like, you can't look it up because it's God. just so similar to everybody. And for a else. while, band names were just crazy wordy like yeah a billion fucking yes. words in the name and then and it went the other way the trail was, of the dead yeah and like. exactly and then it was uh and then those bands started to shorten it even even that band i think went to uh 
and they will know us or something is what they shortened it to. Uh-huh. And then, Which is still too long, but hey. yeah. 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 I know that it's uh it's really funny to me how the, the band name thing has a trend to it. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. It just tells you how unoriginal people can be. Always try to skip it. Cult, man. Kerplanchi Stamfine is <laughs> going to jail. Chris D'Elia talking about him. For at least 25 years. Kerplanchi six. Uh, <laughs> and I feel really bad for her. For I feel her. like, I feel like, so, Replanchi Sentine, the, the rapper uh, Sordachi75 is going to jail because, first of all... Look at that guy's face. He plead, he pled guilty? Yeah, to, pleaded? Pleaded? No, he pled guilty to the... Um, oh, he, he described what he did with the underage girl. Yeah, I mean, Chris, he got uh, probation. Right. did it on Instagram. And if you say Treyway, the gang shit... On your Instagram or on the songs, you're gonna go to jail and you're in violation of breaking your probation. So, what Tintanchi seventy bobbins did? <laughs> seventy was... bobbins. <laughs> anyway, uh, the guy fucking kills me, man. Yeah, he talks so much shit about this guy. I keep thinking that like he's gonna get his ass whooped. Crystal is gonna have some thug, fucking group of thugs walk up to his show and one time just whoop his ass. Yeah, that would be that is crazy. Why doesn't that happen more? I don't know. I, I just don't think Delia gives a fuck. Yeah, he definitely doesn't. He definitely doesn't. doesn't. He has like a weird. He has more confidence than he should. I guess is how I feel. Which is awesome. I'm, you know, I'm envious of that. But you mean like physically? Like yeah, yeah like yeah, he doesn't. Yeah. I know what you mean. But you know, also some guys that just haven't been fucked up. They have that. They have that uh, confidence because they're they're not aware of what can happen to them yet. And then if they feel it, they're like, "Oh shit, that's real. That's a thing that." Yeah. And then their their shit changes. I mean, maybe Delia is more protected than we think he is. Have you been I fucked be up, Alan? Um, Jesus. Have you been what? Have you been fucked up? You know, honestly, I could answer that, but then it would get us into this super insane story that I don't think is podcast safe. Gotcha. Which I know is like, oh, dude, don't don't be such a tease. Uh, at some point we'll get into that. I haven't even told James about it. It's a super heavy thing, but, uh, it sounds like, yes, I mean, yes, yes. And no, I suppose the fact that you're doing this and not saying that was great. I know. I know. Yeah. Uh, not a lot of people know about it, but it's a, it's a thing that I went through, uh, in August that was, uh, fucking otherworldly. It was really, really, really insane, but yeah, but I mean, you know, I'm all good now. Uh, it was just one of those situations where I was at any point within seconds of not being okay oh no so, oh sounds like a real thing yeah, yeah. it's, it's a very sorry. I was very totally kidding oh boy yeah. I didn't mean they get serious no I know that's that's how I do it man you try to kid and I make you feel bad with that real shit <laughs> I don't really feel that bad though because uh, yeah, you seem fine now so. yeah don't be uh, no, <laughs> made you, totally it made you a tougher you guys, person <laughs> I'll tell you guys off mic I'll give you the yeah. I'll give you the uh, fucking cliff notes which will be even weirder than not telling you probably okay Um, but yeah no I was always a, a lucky dude I think um shit dude fifth grade or no i was in third grade and there was uh this is the closest before this august shit uh that i was ever um to in in terms of getting in a fight was uh we were recess had just wrapped up so you know you hear the bell you're supposed to go into your class and i see this uh dodgeball you know one of those like red rubber balls kind of rolling towards me once again i'm in third grade maybe even second and i'm with my buddy uh julio and we're walking back to class and this ball's rolling towards me, and I look up to see the ball, and then I see this fifth grader 
bigger dude. And he's like, got his hand up kind of like, Hey, will you grab that ball and throw it back to me? And I just kicked it as hard as I fucking could, like right over his head. And I was like, there's your fucking ball, dude. And, uh, he comes over and he puts me in a headlock and I started blacking out. And I remember looking at Julio kind of like, bro, help me out. You're Mexican. Like stab this fucking dude. And, uh, and he no shit locks eyes with me, puts his hands in his pocket and fucking walks to class. And I was like, sick. I don't know what hurts more, dude, the stranglehold or that fucking betrayal. <laughs> yeah. That is brutal. But I mean, yeah, that's like, you know, I've got a really fucking smart mouth. So everybody close to me is like, bro, you're gonna, I'm in a rec basketball league. I just talk so much shit and I throw elbows and, uh, a lot of the other players on the team, even a couple of the refs are like, dude, you're going to get knocked out one day. And I always tell them, yo, I've been hearing that shit for like 32 fucking years <laughs> and it may happen at some point and then that'll be cool. Yeah, I've I've been to some close. I mean, yeah, I've gotten my ass kicked. I've kicked someone's ass. I most of my friends I've been in fights with. Yeah, we I mean, up, I, we got pretty scrappy. I wouldn't fare very well, dude. I'm I'm not a fucking giant guy. Um, but I just got the Irish blood, so I just I'm, I'm mean. I yeah, care. I could see that. Y'all don't quit. What about you, Carl? Yeah, I grew up. Uh, my dad is in the Marine Corps, so we moved every oh, couple boy. years. Yeah, and I have a twin brother. And when I first moved here, we had red hair. So every time we moved, people would always like, oh, two redheaded, two redheaded twins will fuck with them. Mm-hmm. And yeah. no, we got mean. We were yeah, so mean. Right. Like, but I'm, I'm a big dude, too. So yeah. it's one of those things where, like, you know, we hit high school. Red-headed after, like, the twins, first two bro? years, people don't fuck with you yeah. at that right. point. Like, I almost got expelled every year from fighting. Like, it was just hey, a You're a bigger dude, too. Yeah. And, and, you know, mess people up. Like, yeah. I'll hit them. I'll hit them really hard. Like, I'm not going to play around. And, you know, hit a certain point And, like. Nobody, nobody's messed with me. And now, uh, I didn't even know the last time I got in a fight and, you know, part of it's the size, part of it's just like, you know, I don't want to be around people that you're going to have to deal with that what, shit from. What, it's just not worth it. What are you? What's wintery? Irish, I guess. Irish. Yeah. I haven't looked at yeah, the you look Irish as fuck. It's the red hair. Yeah. So I went to Ireland on tour with Proven. That's sick. And everyone that was say? there, I went to Ireland when I was on tour with Proven. Oh, cool. I and, went there a couple of years ago. It was oh, fantastic. it's great. It's uh, they all thought I was Irish until I talked. Oh, right. Like, oh, Yankee. Yep. Dude, uh, I was in Vegas uh, in October for my birthday. And uh, only reason I was there, because I'm not a, a Vegas fan, was for the McGregor fight. Oh, nice. And uh, it took my friend Chris and I like, at least four hours before we heard an American accent, because there were so many Irish people there for that fight. Oh, wow. That's Crazy. all we heard. It was like being in Ireland. It was the most insane thing. Yeah. It's funny. I, you know, I was just in Vegas, yeah. too, and it's really diverse. Yeah. I, I was just, I was kind of shocked. Uh, Portland is so white. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I know we like to pat ourselves on the back for being so like oh. liberal and diverse and shit, but bullshit. It's crazy white. When I saw yeah. Chappelle, the first time I saw Chappelle here at Helium, he, uh, there was a, I mean, I'm sure there were multiple black dudes in the audience, but he saw one and he goes, oh shit, it's the other black guy in Portland. <laughs> And a lot of the, a lot of the crowd, like kind of, they didn't boo, but they, they had this murmur of kind of like, no, dude, our identity is we're very like, we got a lot of black people and he could feel that. And he just started chastising the whole audience. Like you guys are not, Mm -mm. no, not at all. We are, aren't we the widest city by per capita? I don't know for sure, but I mean, I wouldn't be shocked. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. And there's, you know, uh, my dad's like kind of crazy right wing at this point, which is super unfortunate. Uh, yeah. And you know, not to get politics, but like very much of the mindset that, you know, it's if you're white, you're getting attacked right now. And I'm like, you know, there's a lot of ways to look at it. I can get why you feel that way, but 
if you put yourself in somebody else's shoes, they get shit on all the time. Like, right. just do no harm and don't fuck with people. Yeah, I was just going to say, okay. a lot of the white dudes that are being uh, persecuted right now, they're the the creepier of the sort. Well, yeah, and it's also like the whole sexual harassment thing with Me Too. People are freaking out and like, oh, when, when, somebody, when is somebody else going to get accused? I'm like, well, look at that. 90% or 95, 99 of them deserve it. Yeah. Yeah. And should have gone down years ago. So yeah. you can cry all you want, but yeah man it's just there's it's a, it's a reckoning people yeah. are getting well, fucking slurped up and so with the video stuff that was one of the things i uh you know the first business partnership i talked about going south that was mainly over money uh mm-hmm. but i kind of tag team with some other people here and there and i have a couple friends that i work with a lot and they're great but uh definitely had another misstep where I worked with somebody and i should have saw the warning signs because there were definitely red flags right but you're know, like well you know he's done all the stuff like he's got to have you know he can't he can't be that bad and just totally creeped out with chicks. I mean, uh, you know, we're trying to test uh, actresses and models. He got skeezy with them. And you know, it's just one of those things where I'm like, man, I like to be professional, but slightly immature. I I have fun, crack jokes, but like, don't fuck around. Yeah. And, and don't put them in weird spots. Cause like, don't just, make them feel unsafe. Yeah. And I work with the same people tons of times. And you know, it's right. occasionally you do, you end up doing new shit with them or maybe it's a lot depending on how you meet them or what you're doing. But like, Make it a good environment and don't be a scumbag. Yeah. Yeah. It's like pretty simple, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's weird that that's such a, it's a a thing that you even need to preach. Like for me, that's, I would feel so scummy being scummy, but I think some people there's like that switch in their brain where, you know, it's it's a little bit uh, sociopathic where it's like, regardless of how I feel about how I'm acting, I'm getting what I need or I'm praying or Mm -hmm. whatever. And there's also something about like. I don't know. There's a a thing that's taught to people in, especially in rock bands, you know, like people still have it just ingrained in them that like, you're supposed to be like Motley Crue, right? Like you're supposed to fucking fuck bitches. And like, you know, that's just so part of the culture of being in a rock band is being sleazy. And, you know, it's like, yeah, I have never even seen that. If you try to pull that shit, like you were saying, you're going to get called out and you're fucking asshole. I mean, I'm not saying I haven't seen like legitimate fucking rock and roll shit go down, but well, there's people who are willing participants, and then there's ones that are preying on people and or like using, I guess, the power aspect of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I this crazy story. So I won't out who it is, but one of my really close friends who is a female and you know, cute girl, one of those girls that you know would stand out or whatever, and. It was a perfect circle show and her and her friend. So the show ends, it was Mars Volta and perfect circle and the show ends. And there's like TM guys, like tour manager dudes, just, just like out of the eighties, like hand picking girls to come back. Yeah. And they pointed at her and her buddy and had them come backstage and they go and sit in this room. And it was like at the Memorial Coliseum or something like a really big arena. And they're all waiting in this really giant room backstage. And they're waiting for like 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 40, a long time. And <laughs> then Maynard James Keenan, the singer of Perfect Circle, comes in with a whip, like a, not a whip, but um, like those horse. The cat on tail Whippy things. things yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. Those like sticks or whatever. Oh, yeah. And he's just like hitting his hand like that and just walking slowly, just kind of pacing the room. And all, oh, the other important thing is all the girls were sitting in chairs in a circle looking at each other like an AA meeting. What the fuck? 
<laughs> fucking weird, dude. Where the chair's in a and perfect. And then I'll stop the story there. He just got accused of some uh, not so happens. not so savory things. What's that? I said he just got accused of some not so savory things. Yeah, that's, oh, I'm sure. I was I was thinking that your story was gonna be about that. Re- really? What was it? There was like I can a see that specific thing. Yeah. So it, it got weird because it was entirely anonymous, and it looked like somebody might have been trying to. Like one person was trying to fabricate like four accounts or four different. Oh. Uh, so it kind of went away, but it, and it's one of those things where I'm like, all right, you definitely have heard stories for years about him, like banging chicks afterwards or yeah. doing kind of weird shit, but yeah. if they're willing and they're down, whatever, yeah, it's that the taking advantage part was where things get weird. Like, right. Hey, you're in here. And all of a sudden they're like, no, I need to leave. It's like, well, you fucking let them leave. Yeah. Uh, and so I think that one went away cause they couldn't verify it and it seemed like it was kind of fishy. So you don't know. And I hope, I yeah. really hope it's, you know, he's not, I know, I know yeah. dude, that's that one would God. suck. Yeah. Especially him, Jesus Christ. Yeah, he's like so influential for all of us. Yeah, he's also like fucking weird enough though f- for me to be like, oh yeah, no, for sure, he's he's like that. He would walk into a room with a whip and not well, let you leave a room. Maybe like, I, you yeah, know. and even uh, he just comes from that era too. Before mm-hmm. I, you know, it's it was still bleeding over of like the old days. You know, he, yeah. he came up in the early '90s when bands were being signed left and right and. I don't know. They were treated like gods back then. Or maybe the dude that wrote Prison Sex is a Boy Scout, and he would never do something like that. It's hard to it's hard <laughs> to never, say. He's clearly know. got some dark corners of his mind, man. Yeah. But uh, yeah. maybe he's also just a, a chill dude that makes wine sometimes and yeah. practices. Uh, I think it's a day. rock god for his day job. You know, no big deal. Yeah. No big deal. Yeah. Um, what is, uh, what's one of the things that you find the most challenging about doing like video production? You know, you never know what situation you're going to um, show up and, like, deal with the day of. Mm-hmm. So some sometimes you do a lot of pre-planning with the bands and you storyboard everything out. Sometimes you have no clue what you're doing. You're just going to show up and wing it because they can't get their crap together, but they paid. So it's like, all right, well, you know, if they're paying. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I've actually had some of the best videos where you don't know what you're doing, but you end up making everything kind of uh, come together at the last minute. And, um, you know, those work out great, and I'm pretty good on my toes. Uh, but, you know... Uh, I'll use the Vegas one as an example. It was, uh, we talked about meeting up at like 10 o'clock in the morning and driving out to this lake bed and filming, get there Friday night, meet up with them. And they're like, Oh yeah, we want to shoot the video at night. And I was mm-hmm. like, are you fucking kidding me? I didn't bring any lights. I brought a totally two. different thing. Yeah. How did you not tell me this beforehand? And what are we going to do? So, Jesus. uh, you know, you know, making it work. Like my, uh, my twin brother drove over from LA to help me film. And I, you know, he didn't bring any lights either and because he didn't know. So we went to Home Depot and I bought $120 worth of shop lights. And next thing you know, we have like four lights and it's enough to do it. But it's like, all right, you know, the difference between like if you scroll down a little bit here on Instagram, the top left photo, it's pretty cool. But if you see some of the sunset photos here, like shooting in the daytime is way better for yeah. sunset than shooting at night. And to me, there's just kind of no comparison. And it had we had I known, I would have brought nice lights because I had space still, and and yeah. um, weight was still not a big issue or anything like that for the baggage. But um, you know, you yeah. just again, you you kind of never know. And and I've had bands where they say they're going to bring a generator or they're going to bring a PA, and you show up and they don't bring one of those things, and you're like, are you kidding me? That was your one thing you're supposed to bring. Like, how <laughs> yeah. did you not? take care of this and you always try to work around it so uh, i try to be really prepared and have my shit together so you can just kind of adapt uh as you go 
So is the adapting part a, a huge part of being successful in this? Yeah. I, one of my friends I work with a lot, he I feel like uh, he gets thrown off his rocker sometimes. And I don't, you don't have to talk him down a ledge. He adapts, but he kind of will ruin the mood. So when I hit these things hit, I just kind of slow down and I think, okay, well, how are we going to get past this? What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. How are you going to make this work? So my goal is I'm there. Right. I want to make this happen. And Don't I want so these rigid. guys to have a good video at the end yeah. of the, at the end of the day. So, you know, you just deal with it. Yeah. And, um, yeah, always have, right. hopefully always will. Uh, now do you, do you, do you want to go on and do movies and do more stuff like that? Yeah. Uh, so the Jason rising, the fan film we're going to shoot next year, um, we've done, I don't know, probably like 10 minutes total worth of like actual footage we could use towards like an hour long film. Uh, and I think we've done. Oh, a, so how how do you do the trailer? Then how does that work? You guys just we shot specifically for it. You've shot a trailer. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. And we got. I mean, we got some other scenes. Like we could tie together a whole scene if we wanted, but uh, we we're still doing script revisions. So we we're trying to go back and forth, and you know, we knew because you're kind things. of reverse engineering this. You're like, yeah, get attention off the trailer, get some money through funding. Yeah. That way, we're time with the link for kills. people to. To look that up? Yeah, if you get to go to indiegogo.com and search for Jason Rising, or if you go to YouTube and search for Jason Rising, you'll find our uh, teaser trailer on there, and I'll have a link to the uh, Indiegogo campaign. Sweet. Yeah, support support people doing cool shit, guys. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, a lot of work. Filming's awesome. I uh, love doing that, too, along with music videos. want to do a little bit more filming um, for short films and, and longer films, but uh, I have like a Wendigo horror movie that I'm starting to write a screenplay for. Oh, oh are you? Yeah. yeah. Good for you, man. Yeah, so that'll be fun. And then, uh, you know, I think actually kind of my current plan right now is I want to come up with five different concepts. Rewrite maybe like 10 pages, like a high level overview of a movie. Figure out what you want to shoot for a trailer. Shoot like five trailers and see which one gets the best response. And then pick that as the one to actually shoot a movie. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you can kind of crowdsource it a little bit. Um, Right. Yeah. Is the link on your YouTube or is it? Oh, God. Uh, Whoops. I need to add that. That's fine. Yeah, you can edit that so easy. Yeah. It, you could easily have it on there by the time this fucking podcast yeah, no, is No, it will thing. be. Cool, man. Yeah. That's dope. That's, that's so cool, man. But you it's know, it's such a hard gig. Music videos, is, it's one of those things where um, I specifically, I charge enough where it's worth my time, but I still charge pretty cheap compared to some people because I want to actually like doing it and I want to work with the bands and I want them to have that good product because... I remember, like when you and I were coming up, mm-hmm. you couldn't do it. No, or if, or if you did, they look like shit. Yeah, so and they the, always look like shit. Yeah, dude. and then the first time you have one that was legit, it's like, oh my god, I broke the ground. I've toured. I've opened for every band I've ever wanted to, and I felt like it was over. And then you had that music video hit, and I was like, oh, oh shit, mm. like this is it. And that's the I got the bug bit me. And yeah, well, the thing I was thinking about with you too is you have no competition in Portland. Like your shit looks incredible, and a lot of bands they don't. They don't know who the fuck to go to. I can think of some incredible music video directors. I, dude, not to interrupt, but I get that question all the time. Yeah. And I always think to myself, like, oh, there's got to be someone I know. And then, but there isn't. Right. Yeah. Not really. I mean. There just isn't a go-to dude. And then, so when your shit is as quality like as it is, um, you're going to, I would honestly say that, you know, if you, I would encourage you to increase your rates if you did have competition around. But I mean who the fuck is anybody else going to go to that's local? So, I mean, for me, I'm, I think it's bring in as much work as you can, keep killing it. You're loving it. And then, uh, you just get kind of an insane body of work. And then at that point with, uh, the, the demand so high, you can, uh, increase your rates from there. 
Absolutely. Yeah, it's funny. Like, dude, the shit looks great. Like, I'm looking at this right now. And it's such it's, a good launching off point to do film. Yeah. I mean, that's like, you know, some of our favorite directors did, like Spike Jones. Fincher. Yeah. Who? David Fincher. Div- exactly, yep. man. Do you, the uh, Jewish video and all that shit. Do you fuck with LUTs and shit? Because all your colors are fucking killer. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times, um, what's LUTs, guys? LUTs. So if you have your image that's out of the camera, a LUT basically will make it kind of look teal and orange or make it look black and white. It can help pop the colors. Uh, so I use a combo of LUTs. I always do manual tweaking. Um, yeah. So important. sometimes you'll start with a basic LUT. I've done videos where I didn't use them and I just did everything by hand. Right. Um, what happened last year was I was churning out so many that I was like, you know what? I'm not going to worry about color grading everything. I'm going to do LUTs and then adjust from there. So like this one is a LUT. Um, with adjustments on it. And yeah. so like if you just threw a LUT on it, it would look pretty similar, but not exactly the same. Um, and plus a lot of it's like, you know, how you shoot it and where Absolutely. you, yeah. Do you, do you find that in LUTs, by the way, it's a uh, lookup table yeah. is the, it's, it just has to do with the color, the color table that's, that's recognized by the software. But do you, uh, do you find that a majority of the LUTs you try to use are just insanely harsh and you got to like drop the opacity or whatever? <laughs> Yeah, I I, I want to say there's like 10 that I would call my go-to. Um, yeah. They have one in particular that is just seen by everybody. Um, and then if you go click on, like if you go up to the top and click on the American Overdose Letting Go, like that that one's pretty harsh, uh, but also kind of amazing too. Right, like heavy on the blues, but yeah. like the red in her dress still pops. Yep. Yeah, I think I think the LUTs are a little bit more forgiving on video than photos. I found that I could try see to that. throw those same LUTs on a photo, they don't react the same. Yeah. Well, and quick little pro tip for anybody that that uh, is big on like the whole LUT thing. Um, if you switch your blending mode to color, it won't. Because I've noticed that a lot of LUTs they they interact with the whites and the blacks pretty heavy. If you switch to color, it will literally only fuck with everything that isn't white or black. And that's that's been huge for me because sometimes I love what the color is doing, but I don't like how crunched some of the the blacks are getting. Yep. Um. So that's that's been a thing I've been using a shitload. Yeah. So this you video guys just might hit... as well be talking in Russian. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. This video just hit a million plays on YouTube, and they no didn't way. they didn't buy so any. Killer. Yeah, and it's because part part of it's because they have the guy from uh, Mushroom Head on it. From what? Oh, uh, Mushroom Head. They had uh, Waylon. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so he wow. guessed it on the track, and they flew him out here. And I'll tell you, that one started off like a bad. I, I thought we weren't going to make the video. They showed up an hour and a half late. Damn. We had to drive for two hours. Uh, we were condensing two days worth of filming into a day. They had a storyline that they kept telling me that they wanted to do, and um, no real plan on how to do it. It was just, oh, I don't want to trash it or anything, but I ended up buying roses because I knew she had a red dress. <laughs> right. And I was like, well, maybe I'll just have her drop them or something. And I don't know. We'll figure it out. So managed to do that. And that's kind of the story and him messing with her. But like we ran out of daylight. Mm. He didn't want to perform a uh, scene. He just wanted to do story footage. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, what the hell? And it was it started out so weird. And I was like, can you please just do like one take, man? And he's like, oh, I guess. But he had his glasses on and like wouldn't take them off. And I was like, <laughs> well, can we get another take? And he's like, yeah. And then halfway through, he took his glasses off. By the end of the third take, he's going for it. And this he was like, yeah. And he, originally he's like, I'm not going to put makeup on. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. And then if you see here, he's got makeup on and like totally going for see, that's, it. That's a good director right there, man. Oh, man. It, that's it was, how you get the oh, that's Scorsese shit. Yeah, that was, keep it was grinding rough. Down. But, uh, you know, we end up we end up making it work. And yeah. uh, I ended up turning the video over to him. And we had a kind of tight timeline. 
And I sit there, I remember they're like, yep, this is what we want, exactly what we want. And I was not happy about two or three things and went back. And like, I want to say I re-edited, the, I re-edited the back half of the video in like three hours and just fine-tooth combed it. And they were so happy with the, the first one that I was like, I wonder if they're going to, if they're going to like this. And I sent it over and they're like, oh, wow, that's so much better. And I was like, yep. And it's more my vision. Right. And so I was, I was really happy with it. And it was like some small changes, but there's some like sun flare stuff that hits later on and everything. And I just, I really liked it. So, that's sick. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And now we're at a million plays. God, that's insane. Yeah. That's super cool. Let's, uh, we're about that point. Let's take a pee break here and then we'll come back. Sorry, ceremonial pee break. <laughs> and then we will uh, come back in a couple minutes, do some current events, movie pick, ask Carl a couple more questions, and get the fuck out of here. Sound good, bros? Yep. All right, we'll be right back. back after the LP break. Hope everyone had a great break. I had a fantastic break. I peed. I looked at myself in the mirror. I did my Jessica daily affirmation now. Did oh, you flex? Yeah, you're... I can do anything good. Yeah. Okay, let's go. You ever seen this video? No. It's a little girl who talks to herself in the mirror. Nice. It's the most motivating thing in the world. Oh, you know that's what I was awesome. thinking about? Not related to this little girl that you're talking about. Is that, uh, like, you know, I'm a heterosexual man. I, I would assume both of you are as well. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. I Thank you be, for. I Carl convinced. just pointed to the fact I'm not even on mic. I'm I didn't just, even notice either. Holy shit. Uh. Anyway. Tough. Uh, I was thinking oh, the other boy. day, like, as a heterosexual dude, it's insane that I have. I got a dick in my hand every day. Every single day, there's a dick in my hand. Yes, it's mine. Aren't you a little gay? Uh, but yeah, it's like, isn't that what? Honestly, what I is know. the difference? What's that the difference weird. if it's my dick or if it's James' dick? Well, here's the difference: is that it's my dick. That's the difference. Right, but there it is, it's though. a dick, though. Uh, Unless you're trying to tell me no. your dick is mad special. Well, in well. which case you're going to sound super conceited. No, it's not. It's a, I always, it's a, it's a solid American dick. That's yeah. how I describe it. I've been in, sick. in metal yeah. bands for too long. I'm just like, you know, the, go- the border between straight and being in a metal band is blurred Real right yeah. yeah you know what i'm talking about like I you know do. you go to sleep you wake up and Everyone's some days you're big spoon some days you're little yeah 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 i know man you get whatever it takes you gotta get warm on tour sleep man yeah. yep. yep i've been yep. in yep. bands yep. fucking wearing makeup and oh yeah that shit dude <laughs> it's fucking that's cool all right let's uh let's blast out some questions for homeboy and then uh are you gonna take off after questions you're gonna do some current events and movie pick oh uh, we'll see okay Ooh anticipation i like it the mysteries <laughs> we, cool. we did fucking start an hour late and it's yeah, nice of him to still be here okay favorite movie in the past year and that's a tough question but just anything that might pop out so i don't more than one. think it was the last year but sicario fuck is yeah, one of my current all-time favorites so i love everything that guy does yeah Hell yeah. or High Water. Do you guys want to tell me about this? I don't know what oh, that is. Oh, you haven't watched it? You I've should heard watch of it. It's so it, dope, Alan. Yeah. Right. yeah Sicario? Sicario. It's, uh, you should pull up the trailer. I mean, it's, it's incredible. So just from a pure, uh, it's enjoyable on every level. The soundtrack's amazing. The story's great. The cinematography's amazing. Yep. I mean, it's just epic. Killer. Really one of the best movies in quite a while. It came out 2015, so it's not last year. About like the drug war. Yeah. Josh Brolin's in it. Uh-huh. Uh, he's a fucking mm-hmm. he's a G. Yeah. The thing is, the trailer is amazing, but it doesn't do it. 
Justice. Like no. Benicio del Toro, probably one of his best roles in forever. Damn, Josh the trailer Brolin's makes it like just an action movie. Yeah, it's not. It's it's, it's lethal. So I mean, it's mean. Yeah, it is so mean. That's cool. I'm fascinated. I will check that out. It's so funny, me you don't like that actress. What, yeah. What about just that's it? Just write her off, fuck her. Um, Burn hell. She kind of looks like. I shouldn't be mean. Not in this Me Too era, dude. She's so gorgeous. Uh, she's like a. F- she's such a dime piece. Hmm. Get it? What's your taste? What do you like, Ellen? If if by dime piece you mean she's like a one out of ten, because you know a dime is one tenth of a whole dollar. This I could is get. I could me. get into that. You know another one, dude. Uh, that I've just never been Jennifer Aniston. Oh yeah, I'm with her. I'm right there when with you. When was she hot, dude? That's in not, Friends. No. Actually, in the 90s yeah. when her Okay, Friends is the only time where I'm a little weak. I'm like, yeah, okay, for sure. Yeah, I can see it there at least. But I mean, come you on, was that forty years ago? I mean, she's kind of British looking, but she's yeah, very a little gorgeous. bit very British. I mean, she's got the British very teeth. British looking, dude. She's like if you rolled up the the. What is with the British thing? It's like even the hottest British woman is still British. Yeah, dude. Like Emily Blunt, she's gorgeous, but she's still British. Yeah. Um. She's married to the guy from The Office. Yeah. Jim. Marvel's Infinity War is another one that's up there. Oh, yeah. That, is that the, that's like the Thanos yeah. shit? Yeah. yeah. So it's funny because I think, um, you know, some, sometimes some movies get overhyped. I'll say Wonder Woman is pretty good, but the last half fell apart or that final battle. Okay. Same thing with Black Panther. It's pretty good. Uh, I think the guy who played Killmonger in it, Michael B. Jordan, should have been the star. He just has so much more charisma. Yeah. And the last part of that movie went to shit too um but good you know yeah uh infinity war though like i just i went back and i rewatched it the good. other day and i was like good god i mean they, a lot of those comic i just they, i forget them though they all kind of blend together yeah but that one was something else it, it, it's you know some of them are definitely on a, a path where it's yeah. just like you know by the time you're out of the theater you can't remember a single scene yeah it's um, a good popcorn movie and then I don't remember it. Yeah, they're just not that iconic. Infinity uh, War was really good. Yeah, Blade Runner, also the new one, 2049. Dude, I loved it, man. Dark. I want to watch it. I, I tried it. rewatching it, and I stopped about halfway through just because it it's so long, and it's very dark. Uh, but again, that's one of the ones where you, you walk out of the theater, and I remember those scenes. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're stunning, great action. They built tension. And I think that's one of the things that the comic book movies miss is, uh, you know, they're just so quick yeah. that you don't get a chance yeah. to ever let any of it sink in or build. Like, you know, when you're watching Blade Runner 2049, you know shit's going to go down and you're like, oh, yeah. fuck, at the edge of your seat. And then it hits and it's like, good God, where the, a lot of the comic mm. movies, they're, they're very much, you know, bang, 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 bang. Yeah, the comic book shit is it's like a thin narrative with a fuckload of uh, effects. Yeah. And it's like. Which sometimes is the shit, but. Yeah, they're made all the for time. the mass crap the mass population too. yeah so, you know they just want that high turnover of tickets you know like the first release yeah they just want you to come buy popcorn and see the movie i think my favorite <coughs> out of most of the comic movies was the guardians of the galaxies and also so the new good. thor uh yeah so, all thors are funny man dude the thors are great Underrated. i was actually gonna say that that's yeah. that's one of the few because i don't like any of that shit but the those Ragnarok, thor movies man Ragnarok? oh yeah ragnarok. ragnarok ragnarok yeah dude so shit funny. was nasty such a good movie Okay, um, I'm just going to keep asking questions yeah. unless you have any, Alan. I was just going to say, I like the classics, like the, you know, like, you guys ever see Benchwarmers? No. Not a classic at all. It's a piece of shit. Have you seen it, James? Mm-mm. You haven't? Mm-mm. That's why my joke didn't work. You have, guys you guys seen... have you even heard of it? No. Have you seen Grandma's Boy? Dude, love Grandma's Boy. It's such a good movie. Wait, Benchwarmers. Is that like a bad 
who's it? like Adam Sandler or something? Uh, it's a very it's an Adam Sandler ish movie, but he's not in it. It's uh, you know, David Spade, John Lovitz, oh, Nick Swartzen plays i think nick swartzen <laughs> like it's not even like is a, it just a bad movie uh yeah dude it's it's fucking horrible i mean it's for 13 year old boys mm. um but uh yeah what about grandma's boy have you even heard of that james i don't think so oh, man, it's probably actually the movie I've, most movies. I've watched the most in my life the only other exception would be big trouble little china dude yeah so good. oh wait is, you know what just now i was thinking because everybody loves uh big trouble in little china I'm all about Showdown and Little Tokyo, which is what I get mixed up. I get those two oh, movies mixed up. That. Showdown and Little Tokyo is one of my favorites of all time. It's Dolph Lundgren and uh, and Brandon Lee. It hmm. came out, Jesus, dude. If I had to guess, like 1990. Uh, James, I'm I'm picking up on something. Are you not a comedy movie fan? Of course I am. You are? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Oh, I guess we were talking about Dumb and Dumber earlier yeah. before we started recording. I'm actually, so there's a little thumbnail up there. I'm stoked to see the new Joker movie with um, Joaquin Phoenix in it. I'm for sure intrigued. Mm, definitely. Yeah, because yeah, I mean. Is that the Rock? Who's in this? Nobody. Who's that? Were you about to say, is that The Rock? It looks like yeah. The Rock. No, it's, no there, I don't <laughs> think there's anyone famous in it. But it's, and the thing is, like, I'm not a stoner, but, and it's a complete stoner movie, but it's fucking hilarious. Nice. Yeah, it is I mean, so it good. is the stoniest movie goofball next story. to maybe the Cheech and Chong shit and like half baked. But next to those, this is the stoniest movie of all time, bro. No, I love, you can't see that movie. when the lion's here. Yeah, it do it. Oh my God. See, you can't see it. Like all the, and then he gets an elephant. Adam yeah. McKay movies. And like yeah. Those are, and, I mean, yeah, this is next for level, sure. Though. It's really good. Yeah. Shout the Adam McKay channels. movies are like intelligent comedy. This is like the dumbest of the dumb and it's, it's but it's still witty. Like the, it is still witty and stuff. Yeah. Especially a lot of Nick Swartzen's lines and shit. Super witty. Yeah, it's great. It's super nice. good. It, it's weird, too, because I always wondered when uh, Alan Covert was going to get, like, a lead role. You know, seeing him in uh, Wedding Singer and shit. Like, he's solid in those roles. And I was always like, I feel like he could carry a fucking movie. And then he gets this one. I'm like, oh, finally. But then that was his last one. And that says, what, 2006, 2008? Yeah, yeah it's, uh, that was his shot. And either he didn't want to do it anymore or uh, Happy Madison was like, nah, that's, hmm. that that's was it for you. <laughs> Cause it's just it's all the Happy Madison dudes. It's all it's all uh, Sandler's guys. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, cool. <clears throat> Good goofy stuff. Um, now that MTV is obviously not a thing for music videos anymore, where should bands put their videos? And in your opinion, what is the role of music videos for bands? That is a great question. Uh, I think you have to do YouTube. It's still the the biggest platform for of discovery. Course. But I think uh, Facebook is another huge one, too. So a lot of bands don't post to Facebook. Facebook prioritizes their own traffic. So they want you to stay in Facebook. So if you put a Facebook video up and you share it, more people will see it than if you copy and pasted a YouTube URL in there and share it. So I tell bands to basically target your push with one or the other. But you kind of have to pick. Um, sometimes I've seen bands launch with YouTube first and then really push YouTube. And then three months later, push the video on Facebook. Um, but if you want your video to get eyes on there, you want to get people in the show in, in your shows, like more people coming, uh, Facebook, I think. So Facebook what do you mean? Is, like, instead of you may actually post a Facebook video, yes, yeah, upload it to, to Facebook directly. Right. Yeah. So wow. like the Vendor C video for sky set ablaze. If you go to the band's page and you go click on videos, it has a million, a million views on Facebook. If you go to YouTube, I think it's like 10,000. Um, and that video on Facebook doesn't link to YouTube. Correct. Is what you're saying. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. But it's almost like Facebook rewards you 
for going just hard through them. Yes. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And it's huh. unfortunate because it splits tip. the audience, but at the same time, you know, the it end helped. Of the day, you just want eyeballs. It yeah. elevated Vinnersy from a Corvallis band to they got uh, sponsored from or their endorsees for uh, Balagher Guitars and uh, Galaxy Audio. Nice. I mean, all sorts of shit started yeah. happening because that video took off like crazy. Wow. And that's that shit is, you know, it's not a big deal to Metallica, but to to Vintersee, that's huge. Yeah. Anything, yep. dude, anything yeah. you can get for free, yep. anything you can you can score. Yeah. And I mean, the thing is, it just keeps making you look bigger. And the thing is, I don't want to say fake it till you make it, but that's a lot of what it is for a lot for of people. Sure. Yeah. Uh, it just absolutely. gives that impression that your band's bigger. And to get back to your other part of the question, like. Videos to me, everyone has SoundCloud or the ability to have a SoundCloud. You can record shit in GarageBand and dump it on SoundCloud, put it up on Facebook or YouTube. Um, you have, if you want to differentiate yourself from everyone else, you have to stand out from the crowd. And uh, videos still are not oversaturated. There's a lot of bands out there. There's a lot of people making music. Not everyone makes good music videos. Right. So if you have that and you put it up there and you promote it properly, it will. Or if you if you nail the video, the song, and they all come together, uh, I want to say it's kind of made Vinnersy. It's made Dead Animal Assembly Plant. It's helped make American Overdose. They, those guys put in a lot of work too, though. Um, but it's definitely elevated a lot of bands up. And awesome. so I, I do think it's something that you know you if you're trying to make it, you're pushing, you want to get your name out there, you have to do it. Yeah. So that kind of leads me to my other question: with those bands that you know work so hard at those videos and that you know it actually elevated their their band do most bands come to you with a video concept or did or do they come up with the concept and you or is it a little of both i, mean, I know you mentioned earlier that sometimes you have to kind of be on your toes and adapt mm-hmm. and stuff but how often is it yeah um i, I want to say it's like 50 50 uh a lot of times i'll help shepherd a rough idea um sometimes i'll take lyrics from bands and help come up with like here's four potential storylines and each one's a paragraph pick your favorite and we'll Mm -hmm. develop that idea so it really just depends Uh, i've seen bands submit like a 10 page write-up on what they want (laughs) for the music video right right and the the funny part about that is like they can do a really good job but you always have to check to make sure like what's your intent what are you trying to get across here we had one where they wanted a, a guy to be a dick to a lady but they wrote it where she was an asshole instead and like yeah you're that's your points lost so right. let's fix that um i'm sure there's a lot of like delusions of grandeur you know like they think that mm-hmm. they can you know access to i don't know things that won't actually be a reality for their budget or the production yeah. that is possible yeah i had a band that wanted to do a bank robbery and it's like cool yeah, like, do you have a bank you can film you at? Have a bank because <laughs> i don't and if we're you know for what you guys are paying me i'm not gonna rent yeah yeah no so that's on you and uh yeah, you know, you just kind of got to work through the process with people. And some people are really realistic and others aren't. And, you know, some people have a really good ability to just call or walk into a restaurant and say, hey, can we film here like day of? Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, sure. And they roll yeah. up the red carpet for you. You're like, how the hell did this happen? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I just, yeah. yeah. And yeah. then the other bands, you go to shoot somewhere and they're like, you show up at a location and they're like, yeah, my friend's not picking up. And I'm like, oh, great. You can't film here and yeah of course you have to go film somewhere else yeah yeah Yeah, there's so many variables with what you do creatively that's insane always a moving target yep what are what are some of your favorite music videos um gojira vacuity Mm -hmm. is one of them that is i think it's a stunning video uh they have amazing bands spanish bands french yeah 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 those guys are amazing um yeah they're the shit architects is another band 
Yeah. I think they're doing incredible work. And uh, I'd say their last two videos were unimpressive, but the ones like the last six before that were like just stunning. Yeah. Uh, Behemoth. They're, you know, super satanic ish. You know, they just yeah. play the ballroom. Yeah. And I had tickets and I was in the studio making music instead. <laughs> Damn it. Um, yeah. You know, I like, I like bands that put effort into it. I like it when they play in the videos. I like it when there's stories that are done. Well. I was just going to ask you, yeah, do you just, prefer the story or the band playing vibe? Or I like it, it when they the do band? both. Yeah. You know, uh, and the thing is, if you do the story right, you're not missing the band footage. Uh, mm-hmm. But I've seen, definitely seen a lot of videos where, you know, I wish they had something to break it up because the story is too slow for the song or, you know, it's however it works. And, and it's boring. Yeah. yeah. And then you right. see some, you know, if it's a seven minute song and it's just band footage, it's not going to work. You have to have some story there to keep mm-hmm. you interested. Now, have you ever messed around with any, you know, like more on the animation side of things, like tool videos and things of that nature? Um, Kind of tried doing some stop motion stuff just to see how that would work. And I, I wasn't, for the time and the results, I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like it's tough. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's one of those things where, you know, if somebody has a really good vision, I think that would make a difference. Uh, when I was just kind of playing around with it and I didn't really have a good vision for it. So mm. I decided not to. And it, at that point I was playing around with a lot of stuff. I was doing a lot of green screen work in the garage, just testing and kind of like woodshedding at the house. Before, and I never shared any of it uh, publicly. Yeah. But, um, you know, at that point I want to say I hit a spot where I was filming every day of every weekend for like six months in a row i mean it was crazy insane and at that point i was like oh i just don't even have time to think about this cool yeah problem solved damn yeah so what what makes like a great music video uh you know it's a combo of factors it it really is i mean it depends on the song so like you it's kind of like a, a movie where you want the tone of the movie to be consistent. So if you have a really somber song and yeah. you have a, a happy video, it's a weird mismatch and right. it's not right. Um, and I think it's one of those things where you can't assign rules to stuff because the minute you do, something's going to break it. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's, I like band footage. I like story footage, but you really want the tone of everything to match. Yeah. And you know, uh, I think it's one of the things where, you know, I'm sure you have favorite videos that you've seen and they stick with you for a long time or they help sell the song. Yeah. Uh, there's songs that I didn't really care for until you watch the video and you're like, Ooh shit. That's good. That can be a role of a music video. Alone. Yeah. It's to sell the song. Yeah. A tough thing about what you do that I was just thinking about was that like if a, if a band comes to me for album artwork or merch design, they could be the shittiest band of all time. And I can just give them a killer merch design, killer album artwork. And it's all good. Your what you provide creatively is being seen as the band's quality of music is being heard. Yeah. So it's it's a simultaneous thing. It's got to be frustrating to have there ever been moments where and obviously you don't have to get specific, but have there been moments where a band hits you up and they might even open with like, dude, money's not a not an issue. We'll pay whatever. And then you listen to some songs and you're like, it's too bad for me to want to put my name on it. Oh, yeah, totally. And I had one artist where, uh, you know, I'd done two videos for the person. And then the third video, I just said, yeah, sure, I'll do it. And then I heard the song and I was like, oh, oh, no. Yeah. Like, I should have said no. But it was like I got the song day of. And right. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, never again. And Mm -hmm. so I've been I've been screening them a lot more and definitely had to talk to some bands. And I had weird ones, too, where like uh, there's a a tribute band that wanted to do a video and I said, well, do you have your own audio or are you going to do an audio from the actual band or what's the plan? And they're like, Oh, we're just going to do it live. And I was like, no, that's <laughs> not how this works. <laughs> not so, at all. Yeah. Jesus. And then they got really mad at me and started yelling at me and I was like, okay, 
That's called a live video. Yeah, yeah I was like, you're done. Yeah. Yeah, that's. Yeah, and I don't like filming live shows anymore at this point. It's yeah, and you bailed work. on that. That one? oh yeah, I bailed on it. Like, yeah, that's I just, smart. You can't do it. Um, yeah. so I've done hard. other bands where you know the quality is like maybe suspect. Or I guess a lot of it for me is like how much effort they put into promoting. So let's say they pay me whatever it is they pay me and you spend all this time with them. And I've, I've done it where I've cut bands deals or I did one video for free. The band didn't promote it with shit. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? We have an epic video. And I really like it. And they just never pushed it. Yeah, that's so no, no free videos ever from from then on. Right. No, that's Still cut, you know, discounts, but. That that's sick that you learned that lesson right out of the gate. I think a lot of people, especially in the beginning, they're like, "Yeah, man, I'll do it for free. I don't have any other work going on, and if I can get that promotion, like, it, it's a little more justifiable early on in your career." But yeah, that's uh, it's tough. Yeah. Yep. What else we got? We, can we let Carl get out of here? Yeah, if you need to go, yeah, we're gonna, I we're think just I gonna do. continue on for a little bit. I just got a text from the wife. Oh, perfect. Yeah. So thank you guys so much for having me. Dude, yeah, thank you for yeah. coming out. Before man. you take off, how can people find you? What's yeah. Your, uh... So I'm on Instagram. It's Hot Carl Productions. And I'm also, ha- I have my own website called HotCarlProductions.com. And I'm on Facebook as HotCarlProductions.com. Or Hot Carl Productions. Carl with a K. Yeah, Hot Carl with a K. Sweet. Which is Dude, the proper spelling. Thanks yeah, for stopping absolutely. by, man. Yeah. Thanks for having fun. me. Yeah, yeah we'll, uh, I'll, we'll post some shit and we'll make sure to link it to make it even easier for them. And... Cool. And we'll have you in here again when we're just a little cleaned up, a little more prepared. Appreciate your your patience. Maybe I'll bring a camera. Dude, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, we're eventually going to pick your brain about that. Yeah, I'd love to answer any questions. Yeah, that would be be killer. Cheers. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, man. And she does. Yep. Welcome back to the show. Thanks again to Carl for hanging out with us. That's Carl with a K. That dude's so sharp. He's so easy to talk to. Oh, yeah. Really nice guy, man. Super, super dope guy. Uh, got some current events, Alan Ashcraft. Sweet. First current event of the day. Actually, I'm just going to open all these. Is any of it about uh, Tim Bloshy seven blobbins? <laughs> no. Or that was the last one. Yeah. Uh, I can't. I don't even know what's new, you know, with him. And so I just thought this was insane. Uh, Ezra Miller from the movie Fantastic Beasts. Fantastic Beast 2. He wore this the most ridiculous outfit on the red carpet. Look at what this asshole is wearing. It's a sleeping bag. Yeah, it's a sleeping bag. It's a I... sleeping bag. What <laughs> the fuck? Interesting. Um, since this is an audio-based show, people at home, just type in Ezra Miller red carpet outfit i like that he's hitting everybody with psycho eyes too on top of that fucking yeah i kind of dig that but yeah but what and makeup is that like is he who's who is this what is fantastic (sighs) beasts fantastic beasts is a it's like a side story to harry potter oh that's why i have no idea what it is you've never seen any harry potter Nah. oh so my wife's a huge fan so i've seen them all i know so many people i tried to date a girl that was a big fan so i was like all right, I'm going to watch them all so that I have something to talk to uh, with her about. And They're fun. They're fun. It's not I like bailed. I'm not as into it as she is. The first ones are super kitty. So they're really right. tough to watch, but they get progressively less yeah. kitty, I guess. Uh, but yeah, anyway, that's what Fantastic Beasts is. So yeah, he's an actor in that movie and he's wearing a sleeping bag. That's legit. That's the first one. I just thought that was funny. What's next? So. Oh, yeah. What did I put here? I, mean, I don't even know what I put. I'm just. I got lots to say about this. Tony Ferguson calls out Conor McGregor out in the cage or boxing ring. 
yeah, dude, let's see it. Not only because one, this is a better matchup for McGregor than uh, than a rematch with uh, Habib. I mean, no Jesus one, Christ, I don't ever want to see him fight Habib again. That's ever. That's over. Um, I, I'm pumped on the the prospect. I mean, we talked about this last podcast, so I'll keep it short. But I'm pumped on the the Donald Cerrone prospect. I like that fight for McGregor. But and, I just and Cowboy deserves it, dude. A hundred percent. Um, I just. Ferguson is the shit and I need to see him more. Like Agreed. I get that he, you know, he fucked himself up and, and lost out on the Habib thing. I honestly, I want to see him against Habib more than I want to see him against Connor. I want to let Connor do the, the Cerrone thing. I see Connor winning that fight. And honestly, I see Ferguson beating, uh, Nurmagomedov. And then I want to see really Connor Ferguson. Wow. That for me, that's perfect scenario. Of course, anything can happen. Uh, you know, in MMA, cool. But uh, what's with him? In the boxing ring, though. I understand a UFC fight in the cage. That's well, just a big thing in MMA right now. Is just uh, like just because Connor did it one time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, right now the what's the other one? Mayweather and and uh Nurmagomedov. Like, oh yeah, let's the, the why not? Why not us? Because uh, Habib beat McGregor, so and and McGregor got to fight Mayweather. So MMA math is that. Uh, Nurmagomedov will knock Mayweather out, which would never happen. That was my next thing, is that Khabib was... It says, Khabib is more interested in Floyd May- Mayweather fight than Tony Ferguson. Yeah, for that headline to be accurate, it should be Nurmagomedov more interested in Floyd Floyd Mayweather fight money than Tony Ferguson That's money. That's all it is. That's 100%. Of course. No, I couldn't care less about Nurmagomedov, Floyd Mayweather. No. That's just... I, I legitimately... <laughs> I swear to fuck. God... I'm not even just saying this as like a protest. I legit wouldn't watch that. Yeah, I, I mean, I'd watch it after the fact. Yeah, oh, yeah, for I, sure. I, I would. I would see. Oh, so what happened? Yeah. But and then I would go back and watch it if so Nurmagomedov won, but he wouldn't. Are you kidding me? So back to Ferguson Tony. He looks like he tweeted. I feel I do my best against quote southpaws. Most of my finishes are against them with style points. I feel if I were to fight. Conor McGregor in a cage or boxing match, my athleticism and quote conditioning would be too much for the Irishman and he would easily break in a few rounds. I mean, the reason that I could, I could sort of see that happening is just because, uh, you know, Ferguson's a bigger dude, especially for that weight class. We saw what happened to, uh, to Conor when he fought Nate Diaz, a bigger dude that can eat his power. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't think it would be an easy fight for McGregor. I do see McGregor winning, but who fucking knows? I've been wrong a I, lot. Yeah, I don't know. Ferguson's crazy good, man. He is. He's also just fucking crazy. But he's also crazy. I and like that he's such I a know. nut job. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, Connor would win as well. Yeah, it'd be a fun fucking fight though, wouldn't it? Yeah, as long as it didn't go to the ground, I don't think Ferguson would do that. It'd be huge too. I mean, that is a, any fight with McGregor for the most part is is big. But am I, mean, I wrong in assuming that? Do you think it would go to the ground? Um, I gun to my head, I say no, only because I see Ferguson. Although he would be fine on the ground, like he's got fucking sick uh, jujitsu. Yeah. But I I also see him having a, a far bigger ego than um than habib that's to where I mean. yeah. yeah like so mcgregor starts pouring it on mcgregor's not trying to take it to the fucking ground so he's just striking no. heavy and then i see tony going 
Oh, yo, fuck he's the just ground. zany enough. He'll match. Yeah, that. I'll I just know. answer. I'll answer what you're doing the exact same way you're doing it. Yeah. What's my secret? Where did that come from? That's right. Stupid ass fucking show. Yeah. So yeah, that Khabib thing, uh, Khabib and Floyd Mayweather is so silly. Yeah. Do the not fact care. that he's like even seriously talking about it is really kind of a shame. Yeah, well, and I mean, you know, Habib is such a fucking, he's such a cuck for this too, because mm -hmm. he's not, he doesn't have the hands that McGregor has. And you know that Mayweather is going to say no wrestling. This is going to be a boxing match. So this is my world. You aren't even as good as the last guy I beat from your world mm. in the skill that is predominant within boxing. So I just, you know, I don't I care. Listen. Bring uh bring Mayweather over to MMA against uh Habib. Oh Jesus! And I Christ. will order four pay per views oh, for no God. fucking reason. Yeah, just I would absolutely it. watch that. I want to see that Agreed. chicken leg fuck get eviscerated. That would be great. Yeah, not gonna happen because he's not an idiot and he wants he wants to keep that fifty fifty and one fifty one and zero oh, whatever he is. He wants to keep that going. Understandably. Yeah. So, uh, moving on here. So did you see this thing about Dwight Howard? Yeah, this shit was tight. Crazy, it, This man. was great because people give a fuck so much. I'm I like, know. I'm, just, I'm only bringing it up just because it's become such a thing. Yeah. Which is a bummer that it's still such a thing. Yeah. Like, we're still in the place. So for people who don't know, Dwight Howard allegedly outed by gay ex-boyfriend. Twitter is in shambles, is the headline. Um... It goes on to say, Dwight Howard is having a bad weekend. A man who at first many assumed was trans but identifies as gay took to, took to Twitter to accuse the NBA center of having threatened him after they engaged in intimate relations he wanted to keep on the down low. So basically, who gives a fuck? Why is that a big deal? But it sounds like, I think part of why it was a big deal is that Dwight Howard and his team allegedly threatened this person right isn't that yeah for sure i mean that all based on the fear of being ostracized by a community that that can't let people's personal sexual proclivities be personal that's the thing is that oh shit you know dwight howard's gay stop buying his merch uh kick him off the team kick him out of the league you know whatever that that's where dwight's head is at right now is mm -hmm. that i'm i'm done because this shit is not acceptable um by the mainstream so you know he's yeah he's gonna fucking threaten another man uh threaten his life and and listen dwight's got a fucking team behind him that's making money because of him so they have a financial interest in the world not coming down on uh on dwight too so i wouldn't be surprised if dwight had very little to do with it and his team kind of uh acted in what they thought was his best interest but see that's such a bummer because what they should have done is just embrace it yeah you know because it obviously it's not a big deal no one cares anymore and if you do then you're the piece of shit bigot it's tough though man i've anyway. seen people on twitter chris leo was just talking about a guy on twitter that uh posted a picture of him uh getting a, a a photo with dwight howard and he's shaking dwight's hand and getting the photo and he just he like retweets it or reposts it whatever and just writes uh Oh man, I can't believe I, I shook Dwight's gay ass hand <laughs> like that. That shit's joke, all obviously for people who don't know. Right. Yeah. And, and that's, well, no, Chris D'Elia didn't post that. Chris D'Elia was talking about a fan oh, who posted it and he oh, wasn't joking. Oh God. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. So D'Elia was talking about how much, how yeah. fucked up that is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and yeah, how, gotcha. and it really bummed D'Elia out and it, right, and understandably right, right. it's a huge bummer yeah. because 
that is fucking one so ignorant yeah and uh two so not a first, what is a gay hand what does that mean what does that even are you infected mean? now are you gay now like it's just so it's so fucking close-minded but you know like you told me two podcasts ago we live in a bubble so you and i are so confused by this mm. But uh, there are there are states like Alabama, Arkansas, yeah. Georgia, where this is uh, this is the worst fucking thing. You know, this is a very. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's a deplorable act to uh, be gay or whatever. I don't give a shit, dude. No, but I think, unfortunately, professional sports still has a lot of growth in this. Oh, arena. for sure. Yeah. You know, you know I think. Um, there's like black athlete dudes. They're they're kind of machismo. Yeah, they could be a little homophobic, and so I think you know he probably came up in an area or area uh, era and an environment where he's like, don't ever let anyone know about this. Oh yeah, no doubt. Yeah, because it's considered if you're if you're gay, then you're somewhat effeminate. And I'm just like, dude, it, it's you so know. weird that that's still a thing, right? Well, and it's easier said than done. But if I'm Dwight, I fucking look in the mirror at my shoulders and I'm like, yo, I'm the, the furthest thing <laughs> from shit. effeminate, dude. Let me slam dunk my gay dick in your face as yeah. like fucking win the game. Like he's huge. Like if he's worried about people thinking he's not manly because he's gay, what chance do I have if I were gay? Look like, at that man. How is that? Not a tough look. Look at the size of him. Yeah. There's no way people are going Crazy. up to him and going, bro, you gay, so you suck. Look at that guy. He will fucking knock you out. I know. And rightfully I so. Know. It's it's insane. The, uh, the girlfriend or trans woman, whatever yeah. she identifies as, she's a little, uh, little zany. Well, yeah. I mean, if you look at, like, look at her header alone, industry Jesus ho Christ. available now. Like, was was that her header before she posted the uh, shit about, right. about Dwight? Like, is she capitalizing? And listen, if she is, I respect a good hustle, man. Sure. I'm all about it. But, uh, I mean, look, the last tweet is, I am super excited to announce that my book, Industry Ho, is now available for purchase. Uh, yeah. Is that a picture of her and Dwight Howard? That's what I thought, but no, no there's no way. Not. That dude's butt is way too small to be Dwight yeah. Howard. So Dwight got some booty. All this shit is just so like, it seems like it's the same thing over and over with this kind of stuff. You know, like, yeah, who cares? You're right though. I mean, the onus is on Dwight, man. He needs to come out and be like, fuck yeah. I'm good. I've been fucking some dudes. What's more manly than holding a fucking dude down and fucking him. And if you got something to say about it, I'll do it to you. That's honestly, that's where I'd come from. No, absolutely. And I think that's, what he should have done and hopefully he turns around and does that is yeah. he like denying it all still that- i haven't heard a thing from him i i right. feel like he's been quiet about it but i also once again i care so little no he could be saying something about it and i'm like i mean I'll, i'm already like a distant basketball fan as it is right like i don't really follow it that much anyway mm-hmm. so I, I don't even know what's going on in that world to begin with let alone the gossip of whether or not a player's gay i don't give a fuck yeah, dude, anybody that... It's so weird. And th- that's the other thing, too, is he might be in a position where... And this is very real. I know it sounds counterintuitive. He might be in a position where he's like, I'm not gay. I have fucked some dudes that's that right. look like women. Right. But now, right now, the entire nation, the entire world is going, oh, this dude said you fucked him, and you're a dude, so you're gay. And he's like, right. you're just creating my identity for me. Like, they might not be ready for that shit. Mm-hmm. It's, it's... Yeah, a, I know. It's so complicated. We forget how easy we have it as fucking i know straight i know fucking males like i know there's nothing difficult about it there's because nothing diff- yeah. we are what the world accepts imagine if like you had yep. a thing for 
Like you like to hump end tables and it made you so <laughs> goddamn happy. And you just, it made you feel, it made you feel love. You never felt love until you're oh, humping an end table. But then the world was like, yo, those yo, end table humpers, they need to be hung from the highest branch. Yeah. Don't be so end table phobic. Yeah. Bro. And you're just like, cool. The thing I love the most is going to ruin my fucking life. If people know that I do it. Yeah. I'm going to go to end table humping parades. God, I know. Like, but I'd be right there being like, bro, I know. I'm not going to line up some end tables for you, but I, I fully support it. That is really weird that like we never had to come out as straight. I never had to like sit my parents down and go, hey guys. Yeah. I, I, I dig women. I just want to let you know, dude, boobs are the shit. Boobs are so cool. Just be like, yeah, why are you being foul? We know. Yeah, we know. We know how you are, dirty teenage boy. We know boy. why you take extra long showers when you're 12. Yeah, dude. Think we're stupid? Yeah. Fuck. All right. Uh, this might be one of your news pieces, but I just saw a really tiny. That's actually all I had. So what do you oh, got? Okay, perfect. Have you seen, because it's on my list, um, like I might watch this shit tonight, the, the A&E Bill Clinton thing? Uh, oh, like the, it's a show? Documentary series or something? I believe so, yeah. All I've heard from the few people uh, that I know that have watched it is it just, it really magnifies yeah, the fucking, wait. the dogness of... Uh, of Bill Clinton. I mean, I can't wait like, to see this. He was, <laughs> he was like a drug sniffing dog, but instead of drug, it was, it was pussy. Like yeah, he I mean, was the was, horniest. Now, was he like a bad dude or is he just a horny dude? Like he didn't uh, do anything. Rabies, right. right. I haven't heard that he's done anything gnarly other than fucking, you know, drag his wife through hell. Essentially. Oh God, I know. Uh, embarrass the fuck out of her. But, uh, yeah, he just, he was one of those guys that like, he would, he would bump into a woman like he would, you know, cause he met people all the time. He was the fucking president. Right. And, and nine times out of 10, you would get what a lot of people, a lot of people called, uh, the four out of 10 bill, meaning you got just enough of his, um, attention for him to say hello to you and shit like that and shake your hand. Mm. But then when you were the right girl, when you were Monica Lewinsky or many oh, of the other wow. ones whose names we don't know, give you 10. He would give you what they call full on bill. Ooh, I want to uh, see full on bill. Yeah, and he would he would stop a fucking room. Like you could be there with your husband of twenty years and <laughs> shit, and you would all of a sudden let go of your husband's hand. Yeah, I'm Bill Clinton. Yeah, and you're like, oh uh, my god, really? Yeah, it's that's that all I've heard was blue the, dog Democrat. Yeah, yeah, Arkansas boy, old wacky Willie dude. Dude, he was so cool though with the saxophone, and eating French fries and shit. Yeah, absolutely, man. Fucking hose. Yep. Yeah. Did you hear some crazy stories about Monica Lewinsky? She would like purposely show like, oops, my thong is hanging out. Like, I mean, no. yeah, you hear shit she like that and you're doing. like, how do you fucking blame Bill? Dudes Come are now dudes are big dummies. Like we're fucking built a lot of how us anyway. He, but he was, you know, that he was voted to be impeached and then it didn't like something happened with a, I don't know the details cause I'm a fucking moron, but I know that technically he was supposed to be impeached and then they've made another vote where he wasn't actually impeached. Yeah. Why do you think they call him slick Willie, dude? But my point being like, how, how did that happen? Like who gives a fuck if he got head in the oval office? Yeah. I remember uh, it was some, I can't tell you to it that I don't understand. Like, I don't remember if it was Dave Chappelle or Eddie Griffin, or it was some Def Jam comic was like, a lot of people say that Obama was our first black president. Our first black president <laughs> yeah, was Bill right. Clinton, dude. Yeah, I think that's Dave Chappelle. Motherfucker just smashing thick white yeah. girls playing saxophone. <laughs> like he No shit. That was that was a, a black man. And I mean he was Jesus, dude. He was <laughs> he was well respected too. Even after the Oh yeah, people love him today. Fuck yes. They love him. 
He can't go anywhere without people being like, man, you're the shit. You're the shit. Let me shake your hand. Yep. All right, let's watch this trailer here. All right. I want you to listen to me. I'm going to say this again. The president adamantly denies the allegations. There were always narratives of secrecy in this relationship. Is that her? Yeah. There were other women. Bill Clinton harassed me and told me, let's keep this between ourselves. This was a flirtation which was escalating. Every day is a cliffhanger with this administration. The day after the election, there were people that I was associated with who were dedicated to upending that administration. Republicans are salivating. The thing that's painful is that 20 years later, we are still paying the price for that story. Two men stepped forward and flashed their badges at me. I kept she hoping that now. we wouldn't dare cross I the agree. line into perjury, period. The House is exhibiting articles of impeachment. Bill Clinton handed the sword to his enemies. The Clinton Affair, three-night event, begins Sunday at 9 Fuck, man. on a I'm going to binge one. that. I'm no binging shit. that tonight. God damn it. So good. Even his, like, profile here is cool. Mm-hmm. Old Bill. He's iconic, man. Man. It's so weird how, like, he's still, people love him. But people fucking hate Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Lock her up. Lock I know. her up. <laughs> Which, imagine being her. Hillary, right? You're like, yeah, for I sure. Know. I got drugged through like one of the fucking most embarrassing moments yeah. in the in the history of the United States in terms of like being a first lady. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a bad run of that shit. Now I'm trying to be an independent woman, do it on my own. And everybody's like, you're a crook. You're a liar. Yeah, get out of here, bitch. I mean, you know, whatever. It's There might be some. And uh, she. Most certainly should have been the. I mean, I'm not saying I wanted her to be the president, but I'm saying she should have been elected. But she just happened to go against Donald Trump. Like, what bad luck! I heard this fucking joke yesterday. I'm I'm watching that. uh, I highly recommend it. It's called Bumping Mics. It's on uh, Netflix. It's with uh, Jeff Ross and David Tell. And uh, I mean, David Tell is a fucking legend, and Mm -hmm. you know, Jeff Ross is Jeff Ross. But uh, he, they, one of them had a joke that. America had a chance to choose between, um, you know, the, the practical uh, minivan that gets you from point A to point B. But sometimes that loud ass orange Ferrari is just fun to drive around. It breaks down a lot, but it's loud and it's flashy. Mm. And to me, that was just the most accurate fucking analogy of what this was. It was, for all intents and purposes, a, a goddamn layup. Like just Hillary yeah. Clinton, she can come in, do her thing. Democrat, yeah. I think that that'd be a good thing for us. Uh, but you know, I, I've also heard some dark shit about her, so I could just have. Uh, oh yeah, she's not a she's not a princess. I could I could have my head in the sand pretty hard in terms of. Uh, but you know, she's also a politician. So when people are like, yeah. "Yo, she's evil," I'm like, "She's a politician, she's, right?" What did you expect? <laughs> she's a dirtbag. They all are. Yep. Yeah, I know. The whole thing is fucked. All right, let's do a movie pick. A eh? sounds good. A eh? okay. My movie pick of the week. This is an oldie, but a goldie, and tis the season, Alan. So I'm doing a Christmas movie that's not really a Christmas movie. Oh, okay. And that is Die Hard. Oh, crazy. Hans. Hans Gruber. It's a solid one. Dude, I just watched it the other night, and it still holds up. Dude, it is unbelievably fun. From beginning to end, trailer, go. What year did this come out? 88. 88, that's what I thought. Two years after Master of Puppets. This guy that directed The Predator, the first Predator movie. 
just flawless, man. The one-liners, unbelievable. A New York cop, John McLean, has come to see his wife. Instead, he's going to have to save her. Alan Rickman, dude? Within this skyscraper high above the city, 12 terrorists have declared war. They're about to be taught a lesson in the real use of power. They're as brilliant because I am interested in the $640 million in your vault. And I love how he talks. But I'm telling you, you're just going to have to kill me. Okay. We do it the hard way. Now, the last thing McLean wants think, David, think. is to be a hero. Old trailers are hilarious, right? They are, dude. There's such garbage. Yeah, it's so different now. Dad from Family Matters, Carl Winslow. Oh, that's right. He's the cop on the outside, and they like get to know each other over the radio. so hard for me to age people in this era like bruce oh, willis you could tell me he's 21 here and i'd be like yeah I or believe 42 that. yeah i know but i mean that's mostly because he's had a receding hairline yeah. since he was nine it's like steve martin right steve martin was he's had white hair since he was nine and a hard man yeah like steve martin has always been 40 how has he not been always 40? He's Seriously. at least 40 always. Got invited to the Christmas party by mistake. Who knew? <laughs> so Unreal, fucking man. So and that good. music. Yeah. Anything less fucking death-defying than that mm. sin? <laughs> yeah, it really gets me hot. Really gets me going. So there you go. Merry Christmas. Watch Die Hard and love it. That's all I got, Alan. Damn. We did it. Fuck yeah. We did another one third one in the books yeah thanks again to carl for hanging out uh go support the man and support local art not even local art just indie yeah i mean dude he's doing music videos right now that look so stupid good and he's charging like i personally know at least what his rate was a few months ago and i mean you if you're in a band and you're local even if you're not local he just traveled for somebody in vegas like just get him. Just do it. Yeah. He's absolutely. He's real close to charging way more. So absolutely. Yes. Um, tis the Christmas season. Um, you know, go be nice to each other. Don't be a- an asshole. Even if you're jaded and you hate Christmas, that's my message for the week. Who the everyone. fuck hates Christmas, man? I know. I don't get it. Oh, all the laughs, the cookies, the, yeah. the good times. Yeah. It's so true. It's weird. It always bums me out too. Just like, oh man, you're just, you're one of those people yeah i mean i understand like christmas is hard for a lot of people i get that like the emotional thing and you know there's more suicides this time of year like that's oh really yeah i mean because think about it if like you if things don't work out late in life you divorce you don't see your kids and you're all alone like things happen you know 
And there's yeah. so much pressure on people to be around people and, you know, be happy. And That's kind of the downside of putting so much pressure on a specific moment in time. Mm-hmm. That's a big thing in my family, especially on my mom's side, is that like she didn't come down for Thanksgiving, but I was like, just come down the following weekend. It's, a it's still dinner. Yeah, I know. If you come down the next Saturday, guess what? It's still a Same. day. Yep. And there's still a sun, and there's still nighttime, and yeah. I still have electricity. We can. It's nothing is different. I always say that uh, Christmas Day is actually my least favorite part about Christmas time. Like I like yeah. the time. I like the whole month. The yeah, exactly. Just the vibe. I like right now. I like the the lights and you know where we go. Is totally different. Yeah, it's because the day ultimately means dick, and dude. It means, and then it's all over. Yeah. Like, who cares? Yep. It's just really the day is just an inconvenient time because nothing's fucking open. <laughs> exactly. But it's the same feeling, you yep. know? Yep, absolutely. All right. Well, we will be back here next week as usual. Um, not sure who's going to be our guest, but looks like we'll have a guest again next week. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We're going to we'll book a few in advance coming up. Yeah. Other than that, um got anything you want people to know about any new artwork i got i got some shit that i want to talk about but not not right now we'll do it we'll do it in the next couple yeah i think i'm right there with you got a couple announcements but they're they're sort of pending yeah all right well uh thanks again to everyone you can find me at james ian macmillan on my personal instagram and at stateside mgmt where can they find you alan uh, Instagram would be uh, at it came from the sky or uh, online. It's just uh, meatspin.fr. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> and that's real. So you guys go ahead and check that out. That's my personal website. And uh, oh, that's right. You have like three. <laughs> yeah, I got a, I got a bunch. Yeah, how many do you have? Oh man, I got like alanashcraftsucks.com. I got alanashcraft.com. Why do you have so many? You know, I just don't want anybody else having it and holding it above my head. So I'm trying to, you know, what, what's, that's why I got Alan Ashcraft sucks.com. Cause that's the first thing that you want to buy if you're trying to hurt somebody's feelings, you know? Mm-hmm. So now I got to work on like, you know, Alan is bad at design.com <laughs> or Alan uh, is a bad podcaster.com. Yep. Yeah, exactly. I like it. I like it. All right, guys. Well, thanks again for supporting the show. Make sure you subscribe to the show, rate and leave a review. It definitely matters and it helps us uh, move up in the iTunes rankings. Um, we're available on Spotify as well. For those who don't know, I think that's a good place to go and listen to the show. It's really easy to get to it too. And uh, share, share this thing. Let people know that, that we're doing this. We're really trying to promote the show. You know, this is kind of, we're hitting a refresh button, hitting the refresh button on the show and trying to really get people interested in what we're doing and bring in bigger guests and you know, all the good stuff. Yeah, I just bought a fucking four hundred dollar mic, so I need some yeah. of you guys to share this shit. I'm not a podcaster. I'm just I'm I'm Ugh. helping James out and I'm already four hundred in the hole. So yep. a share or two would be fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. We would appreciate anything you guys can do to to help the show. All right. We will see you again next time. Thanks. Bye. Later, guys. <laughs>